Hi guys, welcome back to the Kit and Krista podcast, episode 25. It's a big milestone. Woo, quarter of a way to 100. Is that a, uh, what, what is the anniversary of 25 years? Or of 25? Gold? Silver? Oh, Platinum? What I is it? Diamond? That's 60. Know. That's not oh. it. Anyways, uh, exciting to be at episode 25 already. Feels like yeah. time has just flown by. Um, we are going to be telling you guys a very magical story about a weekend, a summer, picture this, a summer weekend with the one and only Yuji Hori. Creator of Dragon Quest. Signer of the slime. Wonderful. Yes. It, it was truly a magical summer weekend that I shan't ever forget. So we're going to tell you guys all about it this week. Was it only a weekend? I think it might have been a week. I think it was like a week. It was <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was we, just, we experienced this differently. <laughs> it was fantastic. I'm just having like a euphoric moment thinking about oh, good. him and, and that, and it's wonderful. Um, thank you so much for our wonderful Patreon subscribers for making everything we do on this channel possible. Exciting month. We announced new tiers today. Right. Um, for Patreon, we have now a entry level, level one tier, which is at the $2 amount. And we also have like a kind of a superstar high tier at the $50 amount. Of course, we have all our other three tiers available. So hopefully you'll find a place that is right for you. Um, and of course, every dollar that um, that uh, comes from Patreon goes into literally making, creating this show. So... Yeah, Thank we, you so much. we even have some people who, as of this morning, have signed up for that superstar tier. I'm so, so if, excited. If we can get all of the information together, we can give them the big shout out when we do our graduation ceremony. That's true. If yes, yes, we. I think I think we we sh- should make a valiant effort. Yes. Um, but we are so super excited for new tiers. We've already seen tons of new people joining just at, as of this morning. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Virtual hug to all the new <laughs> members and all you superstars. We're so excited to just involve you guys more in the production of the show. And it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's a very hands-on. That's what's exciting to me about it. Exactly. Yeah. I think we're going to get some good advice. I, we need it. I think we need it. I think yeah. we're going to get some fresh ideas, some good advice. I mean, the well is certainly dry when it comes to you. What? I mean, so help me. My well, you know, that's my that's my that's my request to the superstars tier. It's like, what do you want to do this week? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, whatever. It's like, wow, give me something to work with here. <laughs> Finally, some new creative that's juice. That's not true. The juice floweth, <laughs> runneth, and it's floweth. A, it's a shoulder shrug. Uh. <laughs> some. <laughs> Uh, anyways, but we're really, really excited. And, um, of course, there's other fun benefits. We have, you know, the Discord, which is just litty all the time. We have And that's our... at the level one tier, too. That's right. Yes. That's Every, the, everybody gets in on the, that. Yeah, yeah, the level one it's tier can get... It's really fun there. It's like, I always get... I'm a very entertained by all your conversations. <laughs> it's fun to jump in on um, on all of the discussions happening there. We... We had a request recently to add a pet channel. Let's add oh, a yeah, pet channel. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of us have have really cute <laughs> cute pets that we want to show off. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. And then we have our QA's, bonus QA's weekly, and of course, so cool at the level one tier, you get to submit questions for the QA we do on the podcast. And I'm excited to get 
new, you know, new people, new questions. And if you have a burning question, this is a great way to get it in front of us. Yeah. We have so much news at the top of the show about ourselves. I'm just so excited to get through this. We just talked about the new Patreon tiers. <laughs> uh, we also got an exciting confirmation that our PAX panel yeah. is happening. Every time we talk about it, I get a little bit more nervous. So. I don't know why. So let's talk about it. I'm so it's having happen- like a heart palpitation at this very so moment. So this is the PAX. It's in Seattle. It's going to be our first trip back to Seattle since uh, since several the Great years. Resignation. No, just kidding. No, since uh, <laughs> pre-pandemic. Yeah, um, back to the old stomping grounds. It's on September third. Yes. Um, we were one of the first panels that they actually announced ahead of the whole, um, you know, show schedule. Being I announced. know. I was like, well, okay, so we're so we're gonna have this panel. Let's wait until they put out the full schedule, mm-hmm. and then we will, you know, do some promotion about it. They just they just tweeted it out, and they it's like what? Like they included like a nice photo up there. Yeah. I was like, they're on, they're on it. Well, like, I, sub- <laughs> I submitted a lot of information. I know you them. did, but they yes. also like got it all they together it. and Thank made goodness. it yes. very like it was perfectly right. Right. done. And I was so so the two panels that have been confirmed for us and Reggie. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited to be back in Seattle. Um, excited to be going back to, like, a big gaming show. Like, we right. haven't really been, we haven't been to one um, since pre-pandemic. Weirdly, our last show, right before the pandemic, was PAX East. Mm. And we did a, a live show there. Yes. And then it was, like, shut down for two and a half, almost three years. Right, so right. Very fitting for us to come back for a live show, Um at PAX, PAX West and, and do um, do that. Uh, and we're going to be doing a live recording of the podcast. Of course, we're going to add some some fun little bells and whistles to right. that and make it really special and really fun. Um, we will be recording it, of course, for those of you that can't make it. It's now, live streamed. According to the people at PAX, this is something that's out of our control. It will be streamed. Oh my God. That's what they've told us as of now. That could change. If it changes, don't blame us. Now let's, so let's, let's talk about your concerns here. <laughs> So it's, so it's going to be streamed for once. Yes, fine. Oh my god! Again, how is that? I mean, this is this is basically live to tape. We do this podcast. We don't. Edit we don't the edit anything out. ever. No. Yeah. I mean, if you were editing it, my gosh, it would just be take the shears to this, cut out this, make you know, do some do some AI to make me say something <laughs> offensive. Fake. Yeah, deep fake. I'm gonna deep fake you. So I don't. So what's the deal? Who cares if it's streamed? Big I don't deal. No, I just get nervous when it's. All right, let's let's, let's ratchet up your nervousness. We asked the people at PAX, how big is the room oh that gosh. we're in? How big is the room? Because we just want to know. There's not, I mean, it's nice to know just to prepare. And they said, oh, it's, it's quite a large room. They said it's up to 850 people. Well, that's what happens when you're the second panel confirmed. There's a reason for that. <laughs> I need the smelling salts. <laughs> Give me the smelling salts. Now, we have done, we have done <laughs> sessions at PAX before. Not 850 um, people sessions. We did a Metroid one. Oh yeah, that's that true. was that was fairly big. I would that, I don't I know exactly was, how big that room was. That was pretty big. That was probably like around that size. Yeah, room. I think you're right. But that that was different. So what's the deal? <laughs> I don't know. Explain yourself. I don't know. I get nervous. I I know I'm gonna have. You fun. think nobody's gonna come? You always. I definitely think no one's gonna come. Yeah. I absolutely. You're like breathing into a paper bag as we're oh, yeah. walking up to this thing. But there's there's the be a mic, line of people. The mics fine. are gonna be hot, the mics and will nobody be will be hot. there. <laughs> That's oh my, my fear. Gosh. You have to like deal with my anxiety <gasps> leading up to it. As soon as we get there, like when, as soon as we get into it, I always have a lot well, of fun. Once we get going. Yeah, once yeah. we get going. I always like. It's a lot it's of panicking fine. until then, though. Exactly. It's panicking like up to the seconds. And then like 
And then I'm just like a zombie afterwards because I have panicked for so many months that it's tiring. <laughs> no it's tiring. Yeah, it is tiring from all the panicking. But anyways, if you're at if you're going to PAX, please come and help me with my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> or watch it. Watch the stream. Or watch the stream. Yeah, yeah. and we'll 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 upload it. Obviously, yeah, that'll probably be our episode for the for, for the, the following week. week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have some other fun things planned in Seattle as well. There's a lot of people in Seattle that we need to see. Very important people. Very special people to yeah, us. You already you already rattled off like, well, here's a dozen people who we're going to be seeing, and I'm like, we're there for 48 hours. You I, understand? <laughs> it's just going to be endless drinks, like yeah. a like a revolving door of drinks. That's what I told you. Like, we need we need a receiving parlor, like we're Prince Louis or something. <laughs> at, at, uh, you know, Fontainebleau. <laughs> at the Fontainebleau. And and we will stay there. (laughs) And then y'all come to us. And the visitors will come and we will have our welcome and then they'll leave and then the next group will come. That's (laughs) exactly how we'll do it. Chicken as like a. (laughs) 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 Um, But there's definitely some very, very important person. One particular person. One only? Well, there's there's a lot of important people. There's There's one particular important person that we're going to be seeing and I'm excited to see this person. Yeah. And, and uh, you'll find out more. And I'm just going to tease it. You what's know who the, I'm talking about, Well, what's about, the right? tease? Anyways, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Name starts with Reg, ends with E. <laughs> Give it away. <laughs> Why not? Who cares? Jeez. <laughs> Initials are RFA. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Come on. All right. Anyways, but uh, that, that's going to be fun. We yeah. can't wait. We really can't wait. It's going to be really fun to go back to yeah. Seattle. Um, okay. Moving on, because we need to get through the show at some point. We're like in the beginning still. We have these mystery unboxings yeah. that we've been doing on right. YouTube Shorts. We finally got through the first the box, DS box, which was exciting. We found so many sealed games, a lot of people signed games. We're on pins Ooh. and needles waiting to see how to pull out of that box next. I know, right? Yeah. I love it. This next box is very interesting. It's it was labeled Wii PS3, right? And we found some goodies in there for sure. So we have like a new series, shorts yeah. series that will be launching probably later. Later this later week. This week. Yeah. Yes. So that's going to be fun. So look out for that. Right. Um, all right. And some, this is some big this news. This is some big news. You, you, big news. you have to tell them this news because you came up with a name. Because you're nervous about this again too? I'm a little nervous. I'm just oh all like, gosh. I'm kind of nervous you're today. T- <laughs> you're a mess. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you need to like lay down or something. <laughs> Put a cool washcloth. You sweat. You've just been wiping your brow yeah. all morning. You're like a cool washcloth yeah. over the forehead. <laughs> you're a sloppy mess. <laughs> Oh, my land! <laughs> uh, so a lot of people know the Kitten Krista show is kind of the uh, sister program to the Kitten Krista podcast. Oh, the sister. Or whatever program. whatever you choose to call it. Yeah. Those are the two main things that we do every week. Yes. We're going to be changing the name of that. Yes, we know that the name um, is confusing. Some people might say this is long overdue. Yes. Now look, listen. Our, our whole thought process Outlook. with all this, again, after working at Nintendo for 13 years, is don't overthink these names. <laughs> when, we, you know, when we started this, it's like, oh, well, you know, this whole... Don't get too cute with it. This whole you know? venture. Like, what kind of name could we call it? You know, yeah. the Krista Yang Vanity Project, <laughs> the Kit the Kit Podcast starring Krista. Like, oh, there's so many different options. It's like, no, just keep it simple. Kit and Krista Podcast, then we'll have this other thing called the Kit and Krista Show. Yeah. But we heard, I mean, we have been hearing for yeah. a long time. People are like, I don't know the difference. Yeah. It's confusing. It's too similar. Yeah. No, we get it. Uh, and we thought, you know, it's like, well, you know, people will work through that. But we keep we just keep hearing from people. So it's yeah. like, fine, we'll change it. Yeah, no big deal. Like, yes. this is an evol- evolving thing. We right. always want, knew that we're going to take suggestions. And, and it's really about you guys and what you guys want to see and hear anyway. Right. So um, we're changing it. 
The new name is, drum roll please. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited about this. You say it. Super Kitten Krista 64. Woohoo! Oh, yes. It is very fun. We have a new low. What? What's so funny? Through gritted teeth. No, I it's like it. Fun. It's great. No, just kidding. No, I, I, I've come around on this name. Yeah. It took me a little while. It was like a shower thought that you had. Yeah. You were literally like, right. this is the name. I was like, you feel strongly about this. We we kind of like tooled around with other again brainstorm all sorts of names. Yeah, yeah, and then we you made a really good point. Like you want this to not feel like generic. Like right. anybody could have, and we want to keep obviously our names right. in it because we like us. Um, and so yeah, no, I, I've definitely um, like as I'm hearing it more, if it, it feels right, like a little bit more like natural and stuff. Yeah. And I was making the new logo recently, no, right. and like after I was like writing out the like doing the logo design, I was like, okay, this actually looks pretty cool. So now I'm really excited, and hopefully it alleviates some of the confusion. Um, so the episode of that that'll be out next week will have the new name. Yes, that's right. right. That's right, and that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun episode. Um, Beat it, Kit and Krista show. Hit the showers. Oh, no. <laughs> You're done. Hit the bench. Um, but yes, Super Kitten Krista 64 coming at That's you right. every Tuesday. That's the schedule. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Get on board. It's big people. news. Get Can on board. Big news we have. Get on board. Yeah. The, the, the hype train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should have a hype train Patreon too. That'd be awesome. Uh, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, a couple so, really. F- oh. So sorry. the fine the final episode of the Kate and Krista show is out now. That's right. Us with the Game Boy camera in San Francisco. I love I love this episode. I think so too. I think it's one of my favorite. This things is one we've of my favorite yeah. one things I, we've ever done. Like yeah. it really combines. I think our. Like, you and I, we love, like, traveling and just, like, exploring places, even though this was, like, on our home turf of San Francisco. It was actually really fun to go to these places that we've been to probably a dozen times um, and seeing it through this, like, very interesting lens of the Game Boy camera. Who knew the Game Boy camera could be so, like, artistic? Yeah. And I don't know. It was just so much fun. It, like, really made you see things a little bit differently, like, Literally, obviously. Yeah. But also, just, you know, you, you fe- it felt, like, different with it, you know? Than just snapping a photo with your iPhone or something I'm surprised like I don't see more people out there with a Game Boy camera. I, I feel mean, like I'm going to be bringing not, the Game Boy camera It's obviously around. not for everybody. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a worthwhile thing to, to have around with you. It is. Yeah. And it's not that, like, it's easy to carry around. Right, right. Yeah. And, like, little things, like, um, it had, like, very interesting kind of, like, pre-Instagram filter type yeah. of ideas already like from like 20 whatever years ago that's insane like it, we have um, a photo in there where it was like a four in one shot like instagram had that like little grid right, right. thing that you could do and the camera like does, does the swivel like you, now you do you, a selfie yeah and you have that now with the front facing yeah. the back facing camera it's like these ideas were all in the game boy camera who would have thought that's really cool we need a switch camera we probably don't actually. Uh, <laughs> we don't need that actually. <laughs> I mean, no. There's not. There's no camera in there for a reason. It's unnecessary. Okay. No. Uh, this, you know, we said we've, these are places we've been dozens of times. Yeah. This is my last visit to Fisherman's Wharf like in San Francisco. I was really, yeah. 
Yeah. I was really you fed up really with that open. place. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing there. There is nothing there. Yeah. It was a Bubba Gump and like a TGI Fridays. And even mm-hmm. those the sea lions were not there. Sea lions don't no. aren't there in the summertime, we learned. Got a nice view of Alcatraz. That's that's the one thing yeah, it has going for it. Yeah. But that's yeah. literally it. Yeah, don't go there if you're don't coming to visit San Francisco. Yes, yes. We highly do not recommend that. No. There's so many like San Francisco, I would say like actually avoid mo- main like all the main sort of attractions. What? Like what? Like, I mean, I feel like you don't, do you really need to go see, like, um, like, Koi Alcatraz? Cal- Alcatraz used to go Alcatraz see, is awesome. cool. The Golden like, Gate Bridge? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. The cable cars? That's cool. I'm just shredding this into Swiss cheese right now. But I was just going to say, like, there's other, um, like, more low-key things to visit. Like, all the different neighborhoods are really fun to visit. And, like, some of the other things that are not, like, a tourist spot, I guess. Is- you've, co- you've completely contradicted yourself. No, I haven't. You said don't do don't do the big tourist spots, and then I just rattled off a half dozen. You're like, well, yeah, those are great. I said not all of them. Just drop, just just Fisherman's Wharf. Just don't go. Okay, fine. That's the big takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, it's it was so fun to hang to just like hang out in the right. city with with the Game Boy camera, and I don't know. I really liked editing that episode. It's you did a great job. That was like my like I'm learning so much about how to edit things these days, and I found that this is like my like love in life like I just it was so fun like to just go through it and like like you have like a thing in your head like I kind of want it to look this certain way like as we were shooting and then having it come together like in a video it's like oh this is so cool we went through so many ideas of how to get the pictures into the video because at first it was like you know we said this last week we're gonna we're gonna borrow a friend's analog pocket but you you need a special dock turns out it wasn't as easy as we thought and then it was like okay well I have a Game Boy printer and we were getting all sorts of weird errors with yeah, that. Yeah, I brought it here so we can troubleshoot it together. Yeah, so you just ended up filming. I mean, fortunately, you got some nice, it looks great. I had to film it in the weirdest place. I had to do it at a certain hour of the day, yeah. direct sunlight. <laughs> the glare is an issue. I was in like the corner of my room, like one of the rooms in my house, just like crouched in the corner. <laughs> my body was blocking <laughs> the, the, the glare and I had to hold oh, my, my camera a very specific way to get those shots but i looked crazy but i I did it so (laughs) it was it was a feat um but yes that was that's definitely on on the list of like top three cool things that we've done yeah Yeah. and then um and then (coughs) this week the first episode of kitten krista 60 super kitten krista 64 i almost messed it up Ah! uh we're doing a fun thing so super smash brothers always has the home run contest. Yep. We are combining the Super Smash Brothers home run contest with a real life home, home run, run contest. contest. So we're going to we're going to do it a couple times in the game, add up those scores, then we're going to go outside mm-hmm. and you got this little like kids I have like a wiffle kid ball tee. TNT. So we're going to hit some balls, yep. add up, do do some like crazy math equation so it's equivalent. Scaling. Do times like 10,000 or exactly, something. Exactly, to get the right And then scale. we're going to add it all up. And see who the true home run king is. Yeah. The we dingers. Have, and we have... Oh, dingers. Dingers. We have um, the running Kitten Krista challenge tally. Oh, right. Now, what, you said it's tied up? Is we that are it? tied up right oh, now. Oh, boy. So, this this will... This is a big... This is a big challenge. This is a, a money challenge, you see. Because it, it will determine who pulls ahead. 
if I lose, we'll have to do more challenges <laughs> so I can come back. <laughs> no, but the loser, you, you know, we really argued over what happens to the I loser. I really wanted to beat you with <clears throat> a you bat. You just wanted to hit me with a bat. You didn't want me to. I don't want to hit you with a bat. I don't know why you're so cross at me that you want to hit me. You know what you, the loser, so we decided the loser would just get pelted with balls, with baseballs. Yeah, you, you would try to hit the ball at the loser. I don't think you can hit me with that, so I'm not worried if I lose. I was thinking we can do like a William Tell kind of thing where you put the baseball on your head and you become Absolutely the not. No, put, it, put it in your mouth. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just like, like a pig with, a, with yeah, an like apple a in its peg. mouth. Put it like a golf peg and put the, Absolutely the not. baseball right there in oh the face. Oh my gosh. And then you uh, lay down and then, oh, you can put the tee. No. No. Okay. Why do you want to hurt me? You said you weren't going to lose. So what's so? <laughs> what, why are you worried? I won't worry. No, why I won't are you worried? No. You just don't want to. You don't want to no. hit me with a bat. Are you a big baseball fan? You like baseball? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like going to baseball games baseball, for like the vibes. Baseball is pretty boring. I've never played baseball though. You have played baseball I was, as a kid. So I was extremely into baseball growing up. Playing or watching? Both. Everything. Collecting oh. baseball cards. Well, I'm going to lose, guys. The whole deal. Oh, no. Now, I, and then we we're from San Francisco. My favorite player, Barry Bonds. Oh, I did I go love to Barry, Barry Bonds. Bonds. Now, yeah. Barry Bonds, had, I'm going to do a quick, quick rant on. Oh, Barry 30 Bonds. 30-second rant on Barry Bonds. People hate Barry Bonds. They say he's a jerk. He's the home run king. Now, people say he did steroids. Yeah. Guess what? I don't, proved? Whether he did or didn't, I'm on the I, I'm on the side. I don't think he did. Okay. If he did, he was doing nothing different than all the other players were doing at that. That was the steroid era. We are so he was just doing what every now. other player was doing. Okay. Big deal. If he didn't do the steroids, he'd still be the greatest hitter ever. I don't care. My very End first baseball, I love Barry Bonds. My very first baseball game was when Barry Bonds hit his 300th um, home his run. His dinger. His dinger. Wow. And I got a pin that says That's great. Barry Bonds 300. Hit it right into the bay. Yeah, go. exactly. Yes. It goes right into the bay. If you, you can put balls. the, yeah. you can be there in a kayak and get nailed with a baseball. Perfect. Um, anyways, all right. Well, now we're finally starting the show. <laughs> it's we're, been like we're twenty minutes. In. Twenty minutes. <laughs> you're still here. Thank you. <laughs> we definitely will tell you the story. That's about why there's a timestamp. If you're fed up with this, you just hit the button and move on. I know you don't need to listen to this <laughs> ramble. Like, about I got thirty more minutes. Barry, on Barry Bonds. Bonds. <laughs> that was not my choice, guys. People wanted to bear, measure his head because they were thinking, oh, his, his head's growing from the, oh, from the Royce? From the cream and the clear. That's what they called it. He's on these. <laughs> don't get me started. It's ridiculous. Wow. I... Barry Bonds is an angel. Okay. I, I did bring my giant baseball cap for oh, good. the video. I have a Nintendo Minute hat. For my, for my Bay Area pride. Great. There you go. Okay. All right. Okay. Story time. Story yes. time. The magical week, weekend, I don't know, in New York City with. Mr. Yuji Horii right. launching Dragon Quest IX, probably the best Dragon Quest game, my favorite Dragon Quest game, I think. Still be, some people time. might disagree, but I, I, I'm just I saying like personally, this, this is my favorite <clears throat> yeah. Dragon Quest game. Now I think we need to set the set, set up set the stage why we were even doing this at all. Okay, set the stage. So Nintendo published Dragon Quest IX, mm -hmm. and. Previously, it was Square Enix. Right. And I don't know why that was. Mm -hmm. There must have been some backroom yeah, some handshake business discussions. dealings. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Dragon Quest VIII was on PS2. So I think that, you know, coming to a Nintendo system was, was a, a big, big deal. Re or returning to a Nintendo platform. Right. Um, being on the DS was unexpected. Right. But it was like, oh, you know, Dragon Quest, they just pick the biggest platform and they go with that. Right, right. So, you know, that was a big deal. It was multiplayer, first kind of Dragon Quest game to have mm -hmm. multiplayer was a big deal. Basically, all this meant was like, 
people were stressed out over this launch. Exactly. Kind of in a way I had never experienced. Really experienced. And, yeah. and obviously, you know, this was a high stress job in the first place, but right. people were really like, oh my gosh. There was a lot of like um, things leading up to it that caused them to just really put a lot of like stake yeah. into this launch, which caused everyone to legit panic. Basically. This was kind of the peak of the Nintendo hubris where it was like, you know, we can make anything a hit. It doesn't matter what That's it is. True. Like we know the audience. We know how to take any game mm -hmm. on these big on these platforms, and we're just making a hit for you. Yeah. So I wonder if that's what was offered was up not, must to have Square been Enix. Hey, hey, Square Enix, we got this for you. Yeah, here's a silver platter right. of like whatever, like yeah. the, all these promises. How many, how many units you want sold? 10 million, 20 million, 50 million, whatever. No, no problem. <laughs> I do remember the forecast for that game being oh ridiculous. And we were like, but, Dragon Quest is kind of a niche, niche franchise. Like, are we sure? But the stuff they were telling us was crazy. It was like, okay. We're really gonna reach out to like teenage girls. Yeah, because it's cute. You can customize. You can put on all sorts of like cute and cool outfits. Yeah, there was a lot of like and, some kitschy nonsense. And I wasn't buying it. I gotta yeah. say, it was like, oh, they'll they'll love like let's really focus on these like certain characters. Yeah, because they're really cute and it's like a Kirby but like a slime. We're right. Like, what? And it was like, I remember like they also were like. You know, previously it was like, all right, we want everybody to make an effort to play these games. And, but it was like, no, you must play this game. They like chained a DS, they chained the to, DS my desk, to our desk and it was like, you play yeah. this game. They were like, how many hours have you logged? Right. They were being really, and that's when you learn. It's like, okay, this, you know, this is a typical Dragon Quest game. There's yeah. a very slow hour and a half ramp up that right. I, I don't know if a teenage girl who doesn't play video Any games video games is going to want to do this. Before you can do anything. Yeah. And it was like a typical, you know, JRPG where it was like, a lot of tutorial yeah. and like just a lot of yeah, like yeah. a lot of setup. And eventually, like I mean, it's it's an incredible game. Like I I don't I don't disagree with you that it's it's probably it's my favorite best. Dragon yeah. Quest. But as far as like breaking the mold of who it's for, I don't know. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> not gonna happen. And they were the multiplayer though. I I thought that if you could just get there, yeah, you know, then it would be a little bit more like you could entice people right. that maybe don't play RPGs as much. Because that multiplayer mode was, we played that for so right, long, right. remember? We were like months after, we were also playing the multiplayer yeah. mode. So it was like, it like top priority, this yeah. game. And it was like, we, we had to, everything got approved differently. All the, the whole workflow for everything was, yeah. there, was like, ran, there were like random shadowy people in Japan who were, approve, who were approving yeah. what we were doing. It's like, oh boy. And everything took is, longer, even though we had to do more. It seems a little... Seems a little scary. I don't yeah, know where this is headed. I know. Where's this going? Yeah. yeah so exactly. and, and remember we had that crazy um, Seth Green commercial. That's right. It's like we need yeah. a big celebrity. We need a celebrity. And again, every every teenage girl is crazy Loves for Seth Green. Seth Green, you know, that sleepover. <laughs> Seth Green poster on your wall. On that. Yeah. yeah. You just imagine. You say goodnight to it. Every... You and your six friends in your sleepover <laughs> watching Seth Green and then playing some Dragon Quest Nine. That's the... And then you braid each other's hair like that. That's what I was doing. When so I, basically, know. this is all to say it was like whatever you want to propose, like think as big as you can, right, right, to make it happen. So for us, it was like, wow, it'd be really cool if we could get this, you know, Yuji Hori character to come yeah. over to the U.S. and and do some cool stuff because we, you know. We were hit and miss with getting Nintendo developers. Yeah, over. even at that time, it was pretty tough to request like a developer. I yeah. think as as we moved into like sort of the Wii U era, it got a little bit easier because we got like desperate, you know. Yeah. But 
in the in the hubris times, it was very like, no, no, yeah. you're not getting access yeah, to these people. They're busy. They're busy. Right, they're right. making games. Like, go away. Yeah. So you know, we threw that in there on a whim. It was like, well, might as well try. Yeah. And very quickly, it was like, oh, he's he's yeah, coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See, see in New York. Yeah. And we had built all these, like, all right, we'll do a launch event there. A really cool we'll, launch he'll, event. He'll do appearances. We'll do it. Yeah, it was going to be at the Nintendo store. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a big, like, Rockefeller this, Plaza. Right. Outside. All sorts mm -hmm. of cool, you know, visuals. And then we were going to do this crazy press tour with him. Right. Be a great time. So I was like, okay, well, that's neat. Um, happened to be kind of right smack in the middle of E3 thing. That almost killed us. So We like literally almost died from that because we were so busy from yeah. E3. So it was like, okay, we know that we're going to have to do all of this, but right. we, we need to just put that to the side and right. do E3 for the next month. Right. And so it was like, come back from E3 completely exhausted. It's like, oh, like right. the next week. He's yeah. coming like, in like three weeks and we had not done really anything because yeah. we were so busy on E3. Right, right. So yeah. we had to basically like flip a switch and just be like in crazy right. launch event planning mode, which again, launch events were such a weird thing for us because it's like, why is the communications team doing launch events? Yeah, it was, like, bef it was before our events team really got involved. So we were doing everything. Like yeah. we were doing everything from like the permitting I do remember the, at the time, head of Nintendo New York got very cross with me several times. That event, um, she almost punched you in the face. <laughs> it's like, because, why is this happening so late? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, I mean, we just, we were, so, we were so late. It's like, yes, it was. It's like, I'm sorry, but we have to do this. Like, we like don't have any other yeah, option, you right. know? So, yeah, we were basically, like, just, like, rushing to get everything done. And the event was supposed to be, like, very, again, like, very visually impactful. Yeah. We had these like insane inflatables, remember? It's a giant inflatable slime. We had multiple inflatable slimes. Right. We had a king slime, yes. which was like, it was like huge. And then we had like, of course, like the normal right. slime. And then we also had like, we wanted to do these like branded ice cream trucks mm -hmm. because it was like the height of like yeah. hot New York summer. Hot. Hot. Right. I remember these ice cream trucks were like a nightmare because we had to get all the, f not only the like the permitting in the plaza but the food permitting who oh knew food permitting yeah. was so hard you, you were you were in charge of that oh part my of god it. i had not know <laughs> how did this become my job why am i on the phone with like the fda like mr softy the, it, mr. Was a mr. it was a mr it was a mr it was a branded mr softy truck oh my god in but new it york was, yeah it was so i mean it's good ice cream. it was so amazing it's good ice cream. but we made we had like the the whole truck was wrapped yeah. in dragon quest yeah. 9 and they made a special like slime ice cream right. that was blue. Blue colored, yeah. And we were all eating ice cream and, and all of our like mouths and <laughs> tongues were like bright blue. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it was I mean, it was it was a feat. I, I can't even believe it. But we the schedule got it was done. so crazy, it was like, okay, with those slimes, it was like, well, it needs to really be reviewed. But but it's not gonna be there until like the day before. So Mr. Hori can approve it in On person. Site. It's like well, that's mildly stressful. <laughs> and this, actually, this was the first time you and I met Mr. Hori. Yes, we, at, didn't, we then, didn't know him at all. Then we had like several things with him after this, yeah. and we were like very familiar. Right. So this was like sort of like you're meeting somebody, you're meeting this like creator. Right. It's for like, the very first time. Is this guy going to be cool? Is he going to be mean? Is yeah. he going to be like, like what is his a diva? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So we were like a very nervous. So yeah, just stressed out mm -hmm. on multiple. And we're in yeah. New, we're in New York, and it's like, all right, he's flying in. Yeah, you know, we're getting ready for this thing. Let's just hope this goes well. Yeah. Um. So I go out to J 
JFK to pick him up. Yeah, we always go pick up the <laughs> right. developers from the airport. So yes. we take a car. It's a nice personal touch. Yeah, we yeah. always like, like you know, go greet them. Usually we bring them like a gift yeah. or like whatever. Like it's very like. It's very high touch. Right, right. And <laughs> yeah. and typically, you know, sometimes those those flights, obviously coming from Japan to New York is really a long, it's a long it's a haul. A long way, and yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, some people can can sleep, some people can't. So, you know, we would have been talking to them in advance. I was like, oh, you know, we're going to leave that afternoon open. So you can rest. Just so you can rest if you're yeah, tired. And, exactly. and, you know, we'll, we'll see you, you know, we'll get you set up at your hotel and we'll see you the next day, and, and right. we'll, we'll get going. Exactly. And we were like going back, and so I was like, "All right, so we're going to take you to your hotel, and you're going to have the day to rest." And they're yeah. like, "We're not tired. We want to see New York. Take take us to the Statue of Liberty." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was that was a good like indication of like. His personality, though. So it was him and a few of his, you know, business associates. There was the right. guy. It was like he kind of rolled deep. He a had bit. the like the the business lead for the Dragon Quest yeah. series, who who we saw again multiple times later. We became very friendly with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so so nice. he had a couple of helpers with him, and we had a translator with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, from the treehouse, tree who was great. Yeah, we always had like somebody. Um, Akiko was the, I was loved, the translator. I she love was Akiko. she was incredible. Oh my uh, On that trip, but um, it was like okay, Akiko. well now I need to. Whip up this trip to the Statue, Statue of, of Liberty, Liberty, which I hadn't planned on. I think I was like, "Do I need to buy tickets for this? How do I do this in advance?" Like, I'm just like on my phone, like in the back of this car. I'm like, "Oh my god, Mister wants to go to the Statue of Liberty. I'm not ready." <laughs> um, but you know, we were kind of like chatting them up. We got got the feel that they're very easygoing. Yeah, he is maybe the most easygoing <laughs> yeah. developer that yeah. of somebody of that caliber who doesn't yeah. need to be easygoing. Yeah. But he's right. just like in always. He was in such good spirits. He was so excited to right. see New York, and yeah. He he just wanted yeah, to see like yeah. all the cool landmarks. He is very much in the Mr. Miyamoto mold where he just has like a childlike view of the world and whim- and whimsy about everything. Totally. Um, yeah. that is very just, like, special. Just like natural curiosity right. about the world around always him. smiling, always in a yeah. good mood. The sweetest um, man. So it was a bit of a whirlwind to get out to the Statue of Liberty, but we did, and everybody yeah. had a great time, and they were feeling great. Like, oh, I think that was like a good so start. So glad we yeah, because it's like week. I could really, yeah, we could really, you know, start off on the wrong foot if it's yeah, like, oh, it's kind of grumpy or something. You know, we're, yeah, we're, we couldn't make it, or we couldn't do it, yeah. or oh, we're on a bad part. The tour was bad or something. Yeah, but, but know, it ended it up good. being great. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then we did kind of you know all of our prep, and we did the press tour. I remember we we had a very unusual stop, which was. Um, Fox News. That's right. Why did we go to <laughs> Fox News? And you know, that, this was There's like a lot of like broadcast media in New York. Right. I mean, we had a we had appealing. a great. You know, it it was a good draw of yeah. like, hey, you know, this guy's made this this huge um, series in Japan that's mm-hmm. you know about to come out in the U.S. again. It's going to be a big hit. So there was yeah. a lot of interest. Yeah. And talking to him, I, I can't remember the last time he had come to the U.S. But yeah, I there, don't think he's been to New York since there, that trip. Yeah, there was a lot of like yeah. mainstream interest, and one of the ones that was booked was was Fox News, and this was you know, this was twelve years ago, so it was kind of a different time. But even then, it was like Fox News. Like, Mr. Corey, are you they a Republican want, or Democrat? They want to talk to they want to talk to him, but we went, and it was yeah, fine, it was and fun. it, it was a, very have, straightforward like game interview. That they, they have did. like a um, entertainment like right like beat or whatever it is, right, but it's, right, it right. was like strange, but it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so we go on the whirlwind press tour in New York. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the his he does like an appearance at the launch event where he's like, I mean, these fans are just like falling over themselves, right. obviously. And he, I mean, I feel like every time a developer comes 
to the U.S. for one of these events, they they're like weirdly shocked by the amount of fans. I know. They're like, oh, why you you know who I am? It's like, oh, it's like you at a do pack, you know who it's like you, you at a PAX panel? I'm not Gigi Hori. <laughs> now you're Krista Yang. <laughs> Night and day, night and day. Just bring the slime with you. I will bring yeah. the actual one. This is precious, <laughs> precious cargo. We can't just be toting it around Seattle. Um, but it, it, the the great part is that they're you know they're so they're always so pleasantly surprised, right. and then you see the joy on their face when they're interacting with all the fans and. He's so gracious, too. He was, like, you know, of course, like, signing right. autographs and taking photos. And Most importantly, though, he approved the slime. He did approve the as slime. As I was sweating bullets as this thing was getting inflated. Like, Please. He was like, oh, it looks great. <laughs> approved. <laughs> like, what if he was, like, not approved, like, deflating <laughs> he, he, it? He, like, shanked it with a knife or something? <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It could have happened. I mean, you never know. I mean, again, we've seen, like, the Nintendo view of these things. The Pokemon view of these oh, things the is Pokemon extremely, view. like... Insane. We, we did have an, a very opposite experience with the Pokemon right. inflatables that we can tell in, an, right. in another story. Or where they story. basically like took a blowtorch to some ice sculptures too. Yeah. Um, those those inflatables almost flew away. I will say, the, I mean, those inflatables were great. We have a great picture of him in front of the inflatable. It is seriously like um, the most amazing. We were like, can we bring this home? I don't and know put what it in happened. Our back, our front yard or yeah. something. You did. You did have a nice um, in your office. Uh, uh, some very large sli- custom slime plushies. I did. I I, I um, gave. Gave one to uh, the biggest Dragon Quest fan right. that I know right. that used to work with us. I, it was my gift to him, and when, when I left Nintendo, and he was so happy, and he, he, he like he didn't have a like he didn't drive right. that day, so he just like took an Uber home with this like giant slime, which yeah. is really funny. Yeah. But yeah, we have some really cool little like yeah. tchotchkes yeah. from that. So that so that you know we got all of like the business side of the trip done. You know we did our press meetings. We did you know the event. This was kind of pre-social media, so we didn't really yeah. do anything. That's, yeah. that's too bad. He did all the appearances. We could have done all that. But then we just had a great time like hanging out with him. Yeah, we just in, like ate. Yeah, food, like, like all the day. Saw long? the sites, went to these great restaurants, and yeah. just you know, Latin, he really you know formed a great relationship. Yeah, with him. yeah, and, it was awesome. You know, he came many times later for yeah. other games too, and, and I like to think like, oh, you know, that we had that trip. good relationship, yeah. and you know, we would we would just sort of pick up where we left off when, when he came to visit. Exactly, yeah. it was so it was so mm-hmm. wonderful, and it's. You know, you never know. Again, like first time meeting somebody, there's this language barrier. Yeah. You know, you are there for business, but you, you know, also are there. These are like actual humans. You want to like form a relationship right, right. with them, and we were both huge fans too yeah. of of Mr. Hori, and so you know, we de- definitely wanted to make sure that he felt like this was a worth worthwhile trip for him and all that stuff. We right. were very like personally invested in it. So yeah, it was just so nice, and um, yeah, I, I I always love it when. The, a trip, you know, that has like this business thing that you you get done ends up being like something really just fun and memorable right. for other reasons too. Right, you know? right, right. So, yes, I miss him. I hope he's doing well. Yeah, and, hopefully uh, we can see him again. Maybe soon. announce that new Dragon Quest game. <laughs> they keep saying there's like some news during the summertime, Please? or I, I don't Summer's know. Summer's not over I yet. Mean, we're, yeah, we still have time. We still have time. We're waiting. Right. Yeah, but we'd love to. We would love to see what's 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 up with that, and also to see to see him. See again. him, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's the story time. It sure is. Yeah, you can have the story time with the backing of piano music. You should explain what's happening with the, there was there was people <laughs> asking about the piano music. It is the summertime, so my my mom, who was a piano teacher, has some of her students during the daytime. 
So there you we might go. be hearing. There you go. You might the be hearing some to the podcast. wonderful live music, accompaniment. live accompaniment. Yes, it's like it's like the um, like a David Letterman has the whatever band yeah, we have. We have this. We have this. We have a child <laughs> playing the scales on the piano. Um, all right. Okay. Moving on to our never a minute segment. This is. You have this titled Thanos Snap Three Pokemon. <laughs> well, there was there was an article on um, Kotaku. That yeah, was yeah, like, I these, love this. Like, we need to kill these three poke or this, these Pokemon. And I, was like, I well, got a lot more than three. And it's like, well, that's extreme, but there are a lot of Pokemon. You could argue there's too many Pokemon, mm-hmm. and some that maybe we could just you know yeet into the sun. We could yeet some for sure. <laughs> like there, some of them are just taking a valuable yeah, space, right? And so, some of them are just extremely creepy. So we said we're going to come up with three each. You have more than three, it sounds like? I think we I have more than three, wow. but we might have some doubles. Okay. I have only three this time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you go first? Um, and explain why you would want to stand up. I think, uh, yeah. Obviously. I think one of these is going to be unpopular, but too bad. Okay. Uh, we won't start with that one. Okay. The first one is Greedent, which is that squirrel Pokemon from Sword and Shield. Now, mm. it's a very yeah, like basic it. Pokemon. It just looks like a big squirrel with a big fluffy Normal tail. Type? There's something wrong with the face though. It doesn't look like a like a proper Pokemon face. Like the style of the art looks way off to me. Really? I it, don't even know what I can't picture it. You know, there, there's so many different Pokemon, they all have, you know, a different attributes or whatever, but they yeah. all look kind of like they're from the same, you know. Artist, artist or art style. Yeah. This one looks like some like old timey Disney or it's got those big like googly f- like like anime eyes. It looks more like Western to me almost. Oh. I don't know. I just don't okay, like well, it. I, I was like, to, we'll put a if you're watching yeah. the podcast, we'll put a I'm like this is not a Pokemon. This is here. this is like out of like Snow White or something. Get out. Oh into true. the sun you go. Okay, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just Yeet just it. not because it of like the you don't like no, the, it looks out of place. You just don't like the art stuff. No, okay, no. all right. I hate it. You hate it. Yeah. Thanks, okay. I hate it. Well, my my first one is is probably someone that's it's probably on a lot of people's list. Ratata. Oh, get rid of it. it do, now, are you are you yeeting the whole Ratata family? Oh yeah, Rad- Radicate. Yeah, ra- all right, Alolan. Alolan Ratata. Yes, yes, gross, okay. gross. It's just a rat. It's really ugly. They're everywhere. It's like infesting the right. Pokemon universe. Like it's infesting my beautiful city yeah, my, of San my, sis- my sister had a pet rat growing up. I can't be on board with But it's this. also kind of useless, too. Well, there's a lot of useless Pokemon. So, this one is the there's, most there's useless. There's more than three useless Pokemon. So useless. I would love it if there would be a way to make some of those more, like, start like early on Pokemon be, valu- be viable and valuable yeah, later in the game. It's not. I would love that. And there's just too many of them. It's just it's a lot like of times, everywhere. I'm sad to move on. From my Pidgey. From the Rattata? Pidgeot. With its Pidgeot. magnificent mane. <laughs> it kind of has hair like yours. <laughs> don't say that. It does. I don't look like a pigeon. You kind of look like a it's pigeon. Mean. All right. Um, that's my first one. All right. Okay. Um, my next is kind of representative of a whole category of Pokemon that I don't like. Okay. Uh, so it's Lampent and Chandelure. Oh, you don't like Pokemon like I, that? look like objects? I don't like the Pokemon that are based on things in real life. I think it's a little lazy. What about the one that looks like a vanilla ice cream? Well, I was going to say, I will give the food ones a pass. Because I like those. I think that's a little 
more unique, a little more interesting. Yeah. There's a bit more opportunity. I think I can I can understand why there's something yeah, there's alive that, that looks, that like looks a like a cupcake. Yeah. All creamy. All creamy, yeah. All creamy is cute. Then something that looks like a chandelier or a sword or a whatever. I just don't like that. Uh, so that so this is emblematic of that whole category. Which, okay. Pfft, just yeet that. Good, goodbye. goodbye. Thanos snapped. Okay. No more no, chandelier. No, I just don't Pokemon. like. It. Yeah. I, I guess this this next uh, this next category also is a representative of a category of Pokemon that I highly dislike, uh-huh. which is Pokemon that almost look like weird humans. Yes. So Mr. Mime and Jinx. Jinx, yeah. <sighs> Any others? Those are the two that really come yeah, to mind. Yeah, I was. That category, I also I really dislike. Strongly that. dislike. I couldn't find more examples than those, though. So yeah. it's like there's, mm, and those are those are a little like obvious. I know a lot of people hate those, so I just don't like it. I actually, don't hate Mr. Mime these days. Ugh. I'm kind of back on with Mr. Mime. Ugh. Like he's actually <laughs> kind of powerful. I'll give you that, but just yeah. the look of it is like it kind of breaks like that. Um, the barrier between Pokemon and like your main character mm. character. Like it feels like it's too close. Like why would I have yeah. like a tiny opera singer right. that that's like fighting for me? Like yeah. it's so weird. You know, it's like that I'm it's, keeping in a ball. That I'm keeping in a ball right. and I'm like it's like almost like a pet, you know? Yeah. Like it just or like, like a, a rabbit that you married. In a cage. <laughs> you keep in a cage. What's the difference? <laughs> what if rabbits became Pokemon? Oh. That could be that could be a fun crossover. Oh, yeah. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> this is what they're going to announce on Thursday. Minions? <laughs> Minions. And we're excited to announce a new crossover with our partners at Universal Studios. <laughs> and then they play the clip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yellow. It's yeah. like getting electrocuted yeah, or something. Yeah, it's yellow. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I agree. Don't. If you're making more Pokemon in the future, don't go down this path. It's don't weird. go down the path of no. making it look like humans. Right. It's like humanoid. No, it makes you think too deeply about this in ways that you don't want to. Exactly. It right. breaks that like that sort of barrier that you yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, my, last one. my last one. This is one that I think is maybe just specific to me. Uh, Heatmore, which is a fire mm-hmm. type anteater looking thing. Mm-hmm. I just think it looks gross. Oh, okay. There's like all these like tubes coming out of it and into it, though, and it's like got this like twisted, gnarled look. And I also don't understand why an anteater is a fire type. Like why it is not a ground type? It just it's like why was this what you decided on? Why did you think this was a good idea? Like this feels <laughs> like a like a very low level reject concept for a Pokemon. I really don't like this one. The tubes really like gross me the out. The tubes. You know, Why are there what tubes? What about Tangella? That has, or tan- That's fine. Tan- Tangella, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. That, that has I'm, sort of like a tubular well, you, get ta- tube. you get tangled in the little whatever. The vines. Yeah. It's a grass type. That's fine. But this is like, this is an anteater with tubes that shoots fire. It's gross. You don't like it. It just grosses me out. Okay. My last one Gone! Is- okay. Alright. Next. My last one is Zubat. And oh. the entire Zubat family. Creeped out by that, too? I'm creeped out by that, too. And mm. also, just the idea of a bat, like, flapping into you it's in a, a cave. cave. It's got big, big teeth. Yeah, and those wings look all leathery. Yeah. You know, those little feet are all, like, claw-like. <laughs> and it's just like... Uh, like, uh, Yeah. I'm not loving that. So not you loving you that. don't like bats in real life. 
Well, bats are just like flying rats. I was just going to say. So, <laughs> There's no. a similarity here. I really dislike. Now, yes. we talked recently about your fear of snakes. Yeah. No snake Pokemon were listed here. Yeah, I think it was kind of obvious for me to list it. Abra? No, not Abra. No. What is it called? Um, Arbok? Arbok. Yeah. Yeah. Eekins? <laughs> How? When did you realize that that was just snake backwards? Like, kind of... Recently. Kind of, it kind of, me too, actually. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. I was, it was like very, it was like, it was like, I was in like Sword yeah. and Shield gen. I was like, oh. It's like, it's like, oh, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't be so, so, like, so obvious, obvious as to just do that. Like, like oh, wait, no, they totally wait, did. It <laughs> and is. Then, and then Arbok too. It's Cobra, Cobra but with a K. with a K. Krista with a K. <laughs> What's Krista backwards? You don't know, do you? Arisic. Arisic? Arisic. Okay. You're a tick. Oh, that's easy. Chicken yeah. Rusick. Welcome. No, we're not doing this. What if that was the new name of the Kitten Christmas show? We just went it backwards. Genius. A work of genius. Creative genius. Thank you. Keeping it simple didn't work, so this is what you get, you jerks. You confused now? And then, like, we have, like, that clawed upside down image with a logo. Oh, my God. Okay, we need to move on. Yes. Our new strategy is to troll the audience. Don't do as that. As hard as possible. We, we need them to help us. <laughs> we need you to help us. We can't troll you. Uh, all right, we need to talk about what we're playing because yes. it's a lot, a lot. This is mostly all you. I know. What have oh, you what been happened? doing? I'm still playing Live Alive. Oh my God, you're still playing Live Alive. Well, you were on the these. So, so let's start with Delta Room. Did you finish Delta Room? I did. Okay. Delta Room was awesome. Yes. Um, I was really. Pleasantly, again, oh. ple- no, I don't know why I was pleasantly surprised because I should have known that it was going to be great. But yeah, I um, I, I didn't know where it would go after chapter one. Yeah. Because it was like, well, you're, well, I don't want to spoil it, but um, so it was kind of like there was such a definitive end at the end of chapter one mm. where it's like, what, well, what can you do now? I see. You know, so I, I wasn't expecting chapter two to take take place in that environment and like to start that way. And to add some of these new characters. Yeah. Um, love that. I mm. thought it was great. I thought it was really good. And yes, that Nintendo game. Yes. Don't spoil I won't. But it was. That's good. It was magical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know when chapter three is coming, but now I'm all caught up. We actually so heard. We, ha- we have a, a Patreon subscriber who helped. <gasps> that's right. Work, work on Delta Room. Yes. They said they were working on it. Give you the inside info, right? I know. Tell right? me. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> just tell me privately in, pay, in, the, in our Discord. You don't need to tell everybody. It's okay. Keep your secret. Don't worry. So you finished that. I did. You finished Stray. I did finish. You Stray. did. Right. Oh my god, just Stray. Why are you yes. blinking like I'm, I'm that? I'm waiting to hear the. I don't. I haven't played this game. Tell me it what is, you need to tell me. It was so yeah. good. Okay. I really, I really liked it. Like I really, again, kind of didn't know what to expect. Uh-huh. And I was interested when I saw the game. And then as I was playing through the first like couple hours of it, it was like starting to sort of like unfold as to what kind of game this was. Because it's kind of hard to tell. You're like a cat walking around. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Um, like, I talked about it a little bit in the last show. It's like, it does a really good job of making the cat very necessary to the story mm. because of the cat's cat abilities of like jumping around and being fast and whatever. Yeah. So you feel like, oh, like I re- I'm really needed, you yeah. know, to help these characters in the story, um, like move forward or whatever. And, and, uh, like as you get, you know, sort of deeper into the game, you like build more and more relationships with 
the the robots that you're interacting with in this world and you like really come to understand like what happens and it does this thing where like as you're going through it, it unlocks memories mm. and so like your little robot companion unlocks like all of these the like, core memory unlocked oh. like about like what happened in its past and um and then the the end the game was is not very long it's like a very you can get through it in like you know yeah. a couple of days um the ending, like, I actually shed a tear. I'm not sure if other people agree, but I was so focused on the cat being okay that I didn't expect this other thing to happen. And, like, it melted my cold black heart. <laughs> it really did. I was like, oh. But the ending was great. The ending was really good. It was As your real life form. cat was just mewling outside yowling for to, food to, to be fed for once she's looking she's watching <laughs> like, quiet i'm playing the cat game <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, what do you mean i love my cat um sometimes it's unclear she's very demanding oh boy so anyways it was but the ending was very hopeful yes. and like very just it was perfect the ending was really perfect and um i didn't i didn't expect such a wow just a sweet touching like I don't know, like this game was was very unexpected in that way and I, I really enjoyed it. Now, I've seen some people suggesting that this this could be like a, a like dark horse game of the year contender. Would you say that? Would you go that far? I think the experience is a little bit short yeah. for a game of the year contender. Right. But I think it's extremely unique. Like it's like you you never would expect a game of, like that seems like it's a walking cat yeah. game to be so full of just really great storytelling and like amazing yeah like the game played really well there was so such great like scary tense moments coupled with like really touching moments so like they did pack it all into like a small package um but maybe it like would not be game of the year just because it's just a little bit shorter and a little bit. I see. Like, so Call of Duty it is for you. That's that's more up your alley. <laughs> Back to yeah. the docks I go. <laughs> um, but I can see it. I mean, it's certainly unique yeah. and unexpected. So. Okay. I loved it. Everyone go play it. Great. You're not going to play it, are you? Uh, if it comes out on like Game Pass or something where it's like easy for me to get, then I, I would play it. But I'm not, I'm not going to like drop everything and play it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, why don't you just keep going here? So, so you went from those two into Xenoblade, which is the big, the big new release. Yeah. So I have been playing Xenoblade all weekend long. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we talked about this before. We both played Xenoblade, which one? Xenoblade on Wii U. X. X. And the original Xenoblade Chronicles. And the original Xenoblade Chronicles. Kind of missed Xenoblade Chronicles too, though. I missed Xenoblade Chronicles too as well. And I think... You know, we were talking about how, like, for some reason, the first, you know, couple hours of Xenoblade, the first, you know, eight to ten hours is really great, and no. then we sort of fall off. Um, and also, I think sometimes the story and the battle systems are a little complex for yeah. me in Xenoblade games. I do love a good narrative, but it's, like, a little, like, who are you again? Like, it's a little uh. convoluted sometimes. Um so I was kind of going into this a little cautious. I definitely wanted to play it. So, you know, I, I wanted to jump into it. But I was worried that it was going to, like, drop me into this world that I had no idea what was going on because I didn't play Xenoblade 2. And it's been a while for me to be in this universe. But I'm surprised. 
the story is actually like very like intriguing yeah. and um, already very easy to follow. And it just, it feels a little bit different than other Xenoblade games to me. It, first of all, it feels like super adult. Mm. I had to keep looking. I'm like, this game is rated T? How? Explain. They, they swear yeah. a lot in this game. Like you. I'm definitely so rated M, so okay. it's, yeah. They, I was shocked. I was hearing like lots of different kinds of swear words. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like even even this just overall this the narrative setup uh-huh. is like it's kind of dark honestly and a little bit like it, it's like oh this is this is some real stuff like this is you know it's not like some like chintzy little like I, I live on a robot and I'm gonna fight this battle like whatever yeah. like it's some there's some deep some deep more than issues. Get, more than getting the six crystals. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's it's some it's like it's kind of like sad well, a little that, bit. That could be hours 70 to 90 of the story you just don't know. I don't yet. know. <laughs> yeah, but but the setup of the story is like super dark. It's All like, right. "Oh jeez, that's that's terrible." Yeah. You know, like it's it's really sad. Um characters are like the dialogue seems really mature. There's some steamy scenes. Oh. There was a very steamy bath scene where everyone was basically topless. Whoa! I mean, the, the women, you can only see. But the men. Just out there. <laughs> All of those husbandos to choose from. Oh, oh girl. Get me the smelling salts again. <laughs> They're pretty hot, so. Okay. Not going to complain about that. I'm, ha- I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm happy for me, too. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, so I'm, I'm in. I'm in. The, the story's great. Yeah. Like, it, it really, like, just... Action packed right in the beginning, so I'm like, okay, what's 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 happening? Like, what's going on? Um, so that part I really like, and then the battle systems. There's definitely a lot of tutorial. Like yeah. you're in, you're. I'm. I think I'm still in a tutorial. Honestly, like it's been like many hours. I'm like chapter like three or something. I still get like little tutorial prompts, yeah. but um, there's. I mean, they give you like all of these. Like you can do this, you can do that, you can do these arts, you can do these fusion arts, you can do these. Comp chain attacks, you can do whatever. I mean, you don't have to do all of that stuff. Right. Um, You're playing on easy, you I'm said. I'm absolutely playing on easy. I'm very glad don't to hear that there's me. an easy mode. Yeah, it, the easy mode is very stress free. Is there very easy? No. Oh. Very easy, just like walk through the game. <laughs> there's they have like, for people who just want to experience the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I'm, that's pretty much easy mode. Have you had any say. trouble with the battles no. on easy? No. No. Okay. Not at all. Even with the boss battles, I've been okay. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the. You know, I, I need to do stuff, but yeah, yeah. You, you don't feel like you're like, oh my gosh, I'm grinding. You're stressed out over Sometimes, it. like, also those battles are long, yes. and then you, like, die, you and you need to start over, and, and it's, it's like, really annoying. Um, there are a lot of characters, too, so you, and you can, like, freely, obviously, switch between all the different characters. You can, like, change their classes, so there, it's deep. Like, you can do a lot, but, again, you don't really have to. Yeah. Um, and it's really, it's really fun. Like, I've been having fun, like, changing up the characters I play. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to just do, like, healing this battle or, like, I just want to do... Or I want to do, like, the sword fight um, part of it. You still have to do that thing where you, like, get to different... Like, if you want to do, like, a side slash, you to get to the... Walk to the side right, of the enemy. Right. So that part is, like, maybe a little bit more active than um, these kinds of games with how, how you battle. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. And... Our good friend Roger, Roger's <laughs> He came through. He came through like a goat because he texted me over the weekend. He was like, here are three sentences for, to get you up. Because I was like, where? 
I cannot place this in like where I am in in the Xenoblade, you know, in the in like the uh, timeline or whatever. And he helped me place myself. I said you should just watch a video, but you couldn't be bothered. You need poor Roger to type out this this long message to you. He was so kind. Thank you, Roger. You're the I knew you would do it. You're the best. And like seriously, the his text it was like three sentences, and I that's exactly what I needed. Explain to me what I needed to know, and I'm all good now. Great. So if you want me to copy and paste <laughs> Roger's text for you. God forbid Roger included a, a fourth sentence or just be delete contact. <laughs> <laughs> no! I asked for three. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was like, here are your, he's, he's like, here are your three sentences. <laughs> he was very, he followed the direction so well. He's probably frightened. No, he's not. Come on, he give is. me a break. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to keep going. I really like it so far. The story is very interesting. Hopefully there's more steamy shower scenes. Mm. I like the adult quality of this game, guys. Right. Don't know how it's rated T, though. <laughs> if you have a child, don't let them play this game. It's I was very certain I was playing this game next. I'm not I'm not completely you, certain you now. I don't know. You really waffled on the I don't what know. Like, hearing some people talking about this game over the weekend, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. What's the deal? Well, this whole thing of like, oh, well, it's definitely 150 hours <gasps> to, to beat the game. It's like, that's... That's can't be right. That seems ridiculous. I don't think it is. And it's hard Maybe to tell. Maybe completion I don't know. It's, it, I mean, the game just came out, so it's really hard to tell. There's whether, a lot of side quests. Whether people are, are, you know, dabbling in side stuff, doing all the side stuff, because, like, I will not be doing any side stuff in right. this game. Right, I'm just following the main quest. Critical pathing this game, as they say. Exactly. That's what I would be and doing. And it's so easy to, to, to focus on the right. main quest, because they literally give you, like, a dotted line right. to go from one place to the next. Right, because so let me tell you, come come uh, September 9th, when Splatoon 3 comes out, I'm stopping whatever else I'm doing to play yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, so, everyone is. So if, if I, you know... Not at 150 hours, which yeah. I which I probably won't be. You won't be. By September 9th, this yeah. game is getting put down. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't bother. No, I think you should. Uh, at least for a little while. And then all... There's a sweet spot of, like, how many systems I like in a game. It, it's it's quite a lot. I, I, I like a lot of systems. But, again, hearing, like, oh, well, it's 25 hours to have tutorials of layering on these systems. A lot of systems. It's like, do we need this many systems? You can just ignore are some of these again? If you're playing on easy, you might be able to ignore it. You can ignore it. And I did see some people say there's some like auto stuff where to like auto fill out, you know, stuff that you need to assign for your characters. That sounds yeah, exactly. good. Exactly. So maybe that's the solution: is play on easy and kind of you know automate some of that, some of that yeah. really and like fringe you stuff. You don't have to like the classes, the yeah. items. Like you can just set it and forget it. Like yeah. you don't need to mess with it. I mean, you can if you wanted to. Yeah. But it's absolutely not required. Yeah. So I probably will. But you never know. I want to say one more thing about Xenoblade, which is I want to give a special salute to the uh, brave souls who reviewed this game. Um, again, we we uh, were involved with many game reviews on our side. We never had to do them. Yeah. And you know, we how would, many hours did they get to review? this Well, that's game? the thing. It's like so. You know, we would always know like, oh, this is a big RPG or this is a big game. We need to get ahead of this. But there's just a limit to how early you can get somebody. A game because we want to give them a final version. We don't want to give them something that's still work in progress with yeah. bugs. Yeah. So there's there's a certain oh, man. you that have must to have been so hard. Yeah, I have no doubt that the team gave you know those media as much time as they could. I'm, I'm sure it was a number of weeks, but even then, like how? if you do the math of like how many hours a day you have to play, and then you have to actually dedicate time to writing to the writing review it? or doing a yeah. video review or something, that is a tall order. Yeah. This is one of those things where it's like, wow, the whole game review system is just completely broken. It is. Like, it's so <laughs> unfair. And you have to make the embargo. You have to, or it doesn't matter. 
Right. If you don't make the embargo, then you, you basically you, you shouldn't. You lose out on yeah. the coverage altogether. Right. Somebody else is going to, you know, steal the thunder. There's so many, so much competition for that. Yeah. And, and, to and be you know, like, like Metacritic's like posting like, hey, the embargo lifts on blah, blah, blah. I don't think they should do that, by the way. I know. Just because Metacritic's connected to uh, GameSpot or they weren't, are they still? I don't know. That's, that's, that I always thought that was shady. That was a little shady. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's for the people reviewing to know. Yeah, let them do it and let them put out how the scores. You can still right. aggregate them as you do. Right. But like, you don't need yeah. to be. Go away, Metacritic. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So that's my my uh, yeah. salute yeah. to these people. Yeah, well yeah. done. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've not slept in weeks. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's pretty crazy. Um, so Live Alive. Live Alive. I'm getting close. Uh, I think I have two more out of seven stories to go. Um, okay. one, one of which I've already did some amount of in the demo. Mm. And then I understand there's one more story after those, which kind of brings it all together. Um, so I think this week I'll definitely be done with it. Okay. Um, I'm still really enjoying this game. This is obvious. This is like the complete opposite of Xenoblade, which is like a super focused, um, you know, not a lot of freedom to go outside of the box that they yeah. have made for you. Right. Um, but this, everyone feels really different. And one I really loved was the, I think it was the modern day scenario, which is set up like a fighting game. Oh, that's I mentioned right, the fighting game. I mentioned last week I was really excited to do this one and I did it and it was great where it didn't feel, I mean, it, I mean, the battles were RPG battles, but all of the presentation was like a fighting game where there's like, there's like a grid. There's like, you know, six, six enemies. It's like, choose the enemy that you want to fight. And then you would choose them and they would like have some like pithy remark. I'm going to crush you. (laughs) And then you would have like the little beat them up, like meters. Yeah. Yeah. And they even like made the areas look like, like a fighting game level where there's like people cheering in the back. That's awesome. Um, One of the characters absolutely looks like Hulk Hogan and kind of talks (laughs) like, I think called me brother or something. Get ready to rumble brother. (laughs) (laughs) So they really went Um, deep on the fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea with that one was you don't really level up, but, you can kind of learn those enemies' special abilities. Right. So you start off pretty weak, and there probably is like an ideal order to do that in, kind of like a Mega Man game. Yeah. Where you acquire the powers, but by the end you're super powerful. Um, so that just felt so different from everything else. And then I also did recently this Wild West one, which was like you have this big showdown, mm-hmm. you're like in this saloon, and like, oh, it's sundown or it's sun up, these you know, the bandits are going to come and take the town and you kind of have like a certain amount of time to like prep, to prep. You, oh, go, okay. you go find stuff, you, you give traps to different people around the town and oh, appara- apparently depending on who you give it to, they're either more or less effective at implementing it. So oh. I found out if, if you actually don't do anything, there's like 15 guys you have to fight and it's like, it seems like super impossible. Oh. I did enough where I had maybe like four Enemies. Okay, that's not bad. So it was doable. But yeah. it, that was really interesting how there were all these different possibilities of right. how it could play out. Oh, okay. That's so really I'm still just really liking all the variety, how different every story feels, and I'm I'm still very curious to see what happens in the end because yeah. as of Supposedly, now Supposedly they're like gonna all meld together in some way. As of now, it's all very distinct. Mm. You are not getting a sense of how it all pieces together. So okay. that's gonna be great. Um one last game that I was going to mention last week, but I forgot. Um, oh, yeah. Power Wash Simulator. Yes. 
which is out. We got codes from Square Enix for this, but this yeah. is also on Game Pass. Right. Um, this game is so relaxing. We played this at uh, Summer Game Fest, mm -hmm. and they actually had a real power washer, which you almost splashed your, your white shirt with dirt. With, like, mud. L.A. street filth. <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd you get this dirt? They're like, don't, don't worry about it's it. It's outside. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. rolled it around in a gutter. Um, I am going to put this Close to the um, what's it overcooked oh. camp where I can appreciate this for what it is. Right, it's but very it's well done, but it's too close to, to real a, life, an actual real life activity. Do you power wash your? I don't actually. I was gonna say like yeah, like power washing your like porch or something. But if I had the urge to power wash, I would probably prefer to do it in real life because I would be getting some real world benefit out of it. Okay. Um, but it is satisfying. Like you, you start off in like this backyard that's completely filthy. Yeah. And you just have to clean it off. Yeah. And or like the car. Yeah. Cleaning a car. Yeah. And there's all these different nozzles you can get or attachments. You can mm -hmm. get soap. Um. And like when you do it, it has like a cool chime. Yeah. Where it's like this part is clean now. Right. Which right. is very appealing. So it kind of has something similar to that game unpacking where. Yes. There's just. It like clicks in inherent satisfaction yes. to taking it from one state to the next but again it was just a little too close to real life yeah. for me so for me it's like um my biggest compliment i can give this game is that i almost fell asleep playing it great because it's so it is so relaxing that you're just kind of like kind of like zone out yeah. you know and you can just like kind of mindlessly do it and turn your brain off right and it does, it does feel almost like meditative in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in small bursts, it's, it's great because yeah. you're like, let me just, let me just like stop thinking about work, stop thinking about whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. just have like a nice Zen moment power washing this car. Yeah. So I, I think I'm definitely in the minority for saying that I think it's too close to real life because I see a lot of people really love this game. Yeah. It's so really good. Yeah. Could, I like it uh, a lot. Definitely good to check out. Yeah. That's it. Wow. It's a lot of games. And well, it's going to be just. Xenoblade. I got through a lot of games. It's going to be nothing but Xenoblade for the next month. So <laughs> I feel good about myself. Enjoy it you while know, you can. I'm going to play um, as Dusk Falls as my Xenoblade. Oh yeah. Blah, 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 as you my should. Xenoblade palette cleanser. Great. Because um, I, you know, I like to multitask games, so mm -hmm. I might do that, um, like in between Xenoblade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Planes. Great. Uh, yes. News. Uh, that's right. On news, the news. news, news, news. Here we go. All right. Uh, this was a big story from Jason, our friend Jason Schreier. Ah, Jason. Yes. Um, got some news on Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. Six, and you know, typically we we don't want to get too deep into the rumor sphere. Yeah. Um, but you know, Jason Schreier, I put in the Jeff Grubb category of people he knows I things. trust who would yeah. not run stories unless they had a lot some sort to of, back it up. Yeah, so, some source. Uh, and we know we know Jason really well. Yeah, yeah um, and great. he is extremely thorough and extremely yes. good. So, so true. Um, I, I feel like this is on the right path. So basically, um, we'll star a pair of characters loosely inspired by Bonnie and Clyde. What do you know about Bonnie and Clyde? I feel like I don't know enough about Bonnie and Clyde. Well, I know the basics where it's like... What is that? They, they were robbing banks? They were like, romance, like, ro like boyfriend, girlfriend. They went around like robbing banks. And then at the very end, they both got shot. Now, are they the ones that drove off a cliff or is that Thelma and Louise? That's Thelma and Louise. They, they got have shot any, by the cops. Did they have any relation to Bonnie and Clyde? No. Oh. 
different era. Okay, I'm confused. Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> and I feel like she, she was like the mastermind behind it. Uh-huh. She kind of like, like egged him on. Yeah. And he was like so in love with her. Right. Like he was like, all right, I'll just do whatever you want. Yeah. And they robbed, yeah, they like made off with like tons of cash. And then. All right. So, yeah. They got. Typical they got shot by the by the police. Grand Theft Auto fair. Yeah. Uh, so some other stuff Jason had. Female character will be Latina. The game story will take place in a fictional version of Miami. Okay. I guess that's Vice City. Right. And its surrounding areas. And I think he also mentioned a detail of like they might add more locations to this okay. as time goes on. I'm very interested in this. It's premise. been a long time. It's it's amazing when you think about when how the G- last GTA yeah. um, five I know. came out. It's been forever, right? Did you like GTA Five? I'm having a hard time even like remembering. Yeah. Maybe no, because it's not memorable. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really love it. I mean, this is like the best-selling game ever, and I I really liked. Yeah. I mean, I still really like Grand Theft Auto, but for me some too. reason, this one didn't really do it for me. I feel like this one was like so different than other Grand Theft Auto. Games. Well, they added all the online stuff, which is like yeah. secretly crazy popular. I don't know right. anybody who plays it, but like yeah, you hear about exactly. it up. So I'm sure they'll do something similar to that. What do you feel about this this thing of them adding more cities as time goes on? So they're doing like kind of like a Mario Kart thing where they're just like adding content. Yeah, this rumored new like Assassin's Creed where it's like, well, you'll have the game that'll just be your hub for all, for all content Assassin's going Creed. forward, and we'll just add these big chunks. That to might it. be the way people do it. I think it's know? a good idea. I think it's not a bad idea yeah. either. Why? Why? Why not? You know, you I, could just iterate on that. Um, yeah. On that like central core yeah. game experience. I, the Miami detail, it's like yeah, you know, you need to have it in a place where it, it has that vibe though. I know, but it's like, aren't there more, this is like American satire, but aren't there more American cities they could do instead of just revisiting the couple that they have already, like they did New York, they did LA, mm-hmm. now they've done Miami, they're going to do Miami again. Obviously, Vice City was set in the 80s, but I don't know. 80s in Miami is a vibe. It's like, no, but it's not, it's probably not going to be the 80s, it's be modern Miami. Oh, modern. So oh, it's modern like, Miami. I would just like mm-hmm. something a little more what fresh What city than do that. you want it in? I don't know. I'm not Rockstar Games. Utah? What? Utah. Arizona? I don't know. Desert or like mountains? I don't know. It needs to have like kind of like that, like gritty. It definitely needs to, it needs have, to have like an a big, edge. A big personality. Ooh, New Orleans. Ve- Vegas? New Orleans? Yeah. Vegas? Yeah. Vegas would be cool. Vegas good. could be cool. All right, well, we're not rock stars. Um, so. Did San Andreas have a Las Vegas? That that did have a big, that had, that had San Francisco. Yeah. That had, I think that might have had and Vegas. And that had a little Vegas, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd rather them go back to Vegas than Miami. Okay. I don't know. Have like. you ever been to Miami? Uh, I haven't, actually. I haven't either. No. All right. Um, and then apparently this is coming out by 2024, which is an awful long time from now. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's probably why we don't have any news about yeah. it. But it sure is interesting. Uh, but by the time this, this podcast is out, these new Mario Kart Eight deluxe tracks will, will be out. also be out. Yeah, oh we finally got that update. People in our Discord, like daily, were like living and dying with like, is the news coming out today? Yeah, is today the is day. today the day? I literally read this as Nintendo Minute tour. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what? But I'm happy for those people in our Discord uh, who can finally. I'm going to play it. Well, we're absolutely going to play it. It's going to be fun. Um, do you have thoughts on this list of tracks? So it's Sky High Sunday, which I guess is an original track. Calamari uh-huh. Desert from N64. That's a good one. Mario Circuit 3 from Classic. SNES. Mushroom Gorge from Wii. Uh-huh. Sydney Sprint from Tour. Tour. Waluigi yeah. Pinball from DS. Snowland from GBA. And New York Minute from Tour. 
Um, I think it's a great mix of tracks. Seems like it's a good spread from different systems. Um, yeah, it looks like they're going to be doing like those like sort of um, city specific tour tracks, which is always fun. We yeah. like the Paris one from the first. Those were fun. I thought those Paris were Paris and to- Tokyo. The Tokyo those were good. One. Those yeah. were great. So excited to see that brought into uh, Mario Kart 8 since I've not played tours, so I've not seen these tracks. Um, yeah, I mean, it's none of it is like super like surprising to me or anything like that. But it's yeah, I mean, these are good tracks. Good tracks. I'll be excited to try the tour tracks for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mushroom Gorge, I have good memories of. Mario yeah. Circuit, Calamari Desert, I like those. Waluigi Pinball, I don't remember that well. People seemed excited for that. I've seen some people getting a little tired of like, oh, is it really just remade tracks? Do you, yeah. do you care? I don't care. I don't care either. I don't mind it. Yeah, I just want it all in one place. Yeah. Just give it to me. And I mean, we've got a lot yeah. more tracks to come after this. Right, so, right. So I guess you can start your countdown for pack three now. <laughs> is it today? <laughs> is it today? Is today the day? <laughs> you got to start it like at least like a day after these pa- this pack uh, launches. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, you know, I think so far it's been it's been fine. And I thought that they were going to do them a little bit closer together. So I'm a little surprised that it's like kind of a little eh, bit more spread out. But whatever. it's fine. Yeah, it's all anyway, good. It's very, clear, it's very clear this is the scope of what this is. It's mostly yeah. remade stuff and I'm not mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Um, this was a fun little bit of news. Um, the Backbone, which is that little phone controller, which you I have. have. Um, yeah. They're working with PlayStation on a PlayStation specific version I'm pretty excited of about this. this. Are you getting one? I want to, yeah. Great. I want to get one because I hope my phone is big enough. I don't have the big monster iPhone that you do. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, you mean to, do you mean to read text or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Depending I mean, on, it depends on the game. It depends on the game. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because I do, I would love to have a way to play PlayStation games like on the go like this. Yeah. Um, and those are, I feel like, the ones that are, like, a bit more long. And if I'm traveling or something like that, it would be nice to have that as an option. I played pretty much all of Yakuza Like a Dragon on the, the backbone. backbone? Oh, and see, I didn't, so I didn't cool. really have any issues with it. Yeah, yeah. That would um, be great. That would be great. I don't think, I mean, the normal backbone is black. This one is white. Aside from that, I don't think there's really anything different about yeah, it. It looks really pretty, though. Um, they were said they were adding like a PlayStation thing to their app, which honestly, you don't need to use that app. Okay. Um, but I, I think it's just good for more people to get exposed to this. Yeah, um, I think so too. I think remote play again is something that maybe people dabbled with and weren't satisfied with. Mm-hmm. This to me, to- it works. Totally solves yeah, that problem. It really works. So yeah. um, I'm a little surprised that maybe Xbox didn't get this. Going first, this kind of partnership. I know, I am too. They're all about this kind of stuff. So, like and I've seen gaming. Whatever. I mean, they've definitely you know tweeted or talked about the Backbone Two as a good solution. Yeah, there's another one from Razer that people seem to like That's as right. well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's other solutions, but I think this is probably the best one. Yeah, yeah. You you have you've dabbled with several of these options, and I think yeah. this might be this, the, might the, be this is the one. Yeah. Um, and then here's a story that you found, which is uh, a new game's coming from Keita Takahashi, who's the creator of Katamari Damacy. Yes, yeah. We love Katamari, obviously, with little prints here in the background. But this was in the um, uh, Annapurna um, mm. Direct, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it that. I, don't, I think it's a showcase that they did. But apparently there is a, a new company that he's under um, called Uvula. I feel like he's been using that name for a little while. Has he? Okay. I think so. This is the first I've heard of it. I might have not been paying close attention, though. His last game, um, Watam, 
I didn't get a chance to play because it, it was only on PC. I was waiting and waiting for it to come out, to come out on, a, on any console, console but it, it yeah. didn't. So, yeah, yeah. I would love to like just understand what's going on and if this new company is going to be. I mean, it seems like he's a big enough name developer where even, no yeah. matter how weird, and it's going to be weird, no matter weird. how weird it is, there would somebody be an audience. Somebody will be an for audience. Yes, yeah, I got to say that his game after Katamari, Nobi Nobi Boy. Yeah. Absolutely the strangest game I ever worked on. Where you're like stretching. <laughs> oh, that's right. And the, and, and then, and the yeah. cumulative, it's like online, it's tracking how much stretching was done and you were trying to go in real world distance. Okay, yeah. From like Earth to different like planets, planets? and stuff. It's, yeah. But there was no point to it beyond that. It was so weird. But I love it. it I love so the weird. weirdness. But yeah, I, like of him. I will play literally anything that he he's does. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like curious about this. You know. Yeah. He's very much like he would have been a good fit at Nintendo, where they're like, you know, we actually don't want people who are like gamers. Yeah. Like he's, a, he's an artist. He's like an artist. He is exactly. a proper artist. Yeah. And he just brings such a unique guy to games. Exactly. So yeah. we'll be we'll be waiting. Hopefully the the game will come come to. Um, yes, please. Console or, or some some somewhere where it's a yeah. little bit easier for. More people to play it, you right, know. I right. mean, no, no knock on the PC gamers, of course, but it's hard. It's hard for me. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's All right. the news. Yes. And then, of course, there's uh, this Pokemon thing, which um, we'll probably have a reaction, we'll a a reaction. reaction video up now because that's happening the, the day that this podcast comes out. Yes. So after you listen busy, to this, go watch busy that. Thursday, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, okay. Questions from our Patreon community. Again, yes. we get all of our questions from Patreon. And hopefully we'll grow that more with the, the new level one tier. We can't wait to hear your questions. I have to say, we have some quite long questions okay. this week. All right, all right. So Let's I'm going to make you read some of these. All right. Um, first one short, though. From Brooke Obscura, do you have any fond memories of video game gossip from the schoolyard? Oh, the video game gossip. I guess, what does video game gossip so I've got an example. Okay, you. okay. Um, now, typically, Mortal Kombat is the fighting game that had a lot of gossip because it's like, oh, you know, you can do this move, and it's like, can you, can't oh, you? Oh, I see. I don't know. I experienced this actually with Street Fighter II, okay. the arcade version, Yeah. where there were people who were like, I saw this guy do this move with Guile where he could, like, quote, handcuff himself to another character and they would be, like, stuck together. Uh-huh. Or, like, oh, actually, Chun-Li can throw these projectiles. And I never saw this myself, but this other kid was like, I saw this with my eyes. So what's going on? Uh-huh. And I was like, that's not a move I'm aware of. I haven't read about this or heard about this anywhere. What's yeah. going on? I don't know what the story was, but that was some, like, widespread rumor, these moves. Yeah. I don't know if that was, like, a test version of the game that people were doing. Maybe somebody in the comments can explain yeah. what that was about. Because that was a very, at the time, those were very widespread rumors about Street Fighter That's games. true. I, I feel like it was a lot of, because it's, like, pre-internet. Especially for arcade games. Yeah. It's, like, you see it once, and it's pretty yeah. hard for you to, like, validate it. Because it's a big investment to actually try this stuff out. It's not like, oh, I bought this game, and now I'm going to play it nonstop for 48 Yeah, and hours. I'm going to try to break the game or, right. or hack the game or yes. whatever. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that's a good example. I think for for me, it was more like Zelda games, where yeah. it's like, have you, like, where are you in the game? Like, have you found this item? Have you found this secret? And there was, again, there was no internet, so, like, yeah. your only source was from, like, a passed-around copy of of your Nintendo Power yeah. if you can't get through the puzzles. Yeah. 
or just like listening to your or like asking your friends, you know, that are also playing. Yeah. So I did definitely had a lot of those um, when I was growing up mm. um, on the playground. But yeah, yeah video game gossip. Um, Kai X asks, ignoring environmental impact, what uh. is your favorite game cartridge or disc design? For some reason, I have always loved the heft and shape mm. of SNES cartridges. I mean, it's got to be the GameCube, right? It's so cute. Those little discs. Oh, the tiny yeah, discs? Yeah, they're so little. Those were pretty cute. I do love, like, an old-school NES cartridge, though. Like, it, 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 it's very... Yeah, the heft is good. It has, like, sort of this substantialness about it where you, like, when you hold it and you, like, chunk it in there, <laughs> it feels good, you know? Uh, I have mixed feelings about the NES design because I, I did often end up in a I need to blow in this situation. It doesn't Even work. Even the blowing feels nostalgic and like um, fun now, but I know it was annoying before. I think I like also the original Game Boy. It just feels like it's like the right size. Oh, yeah. When you put it in, there's like a nice, like satisfying, like you, it's, it's in there very sturdily. Yeah, it's in there. I really like that. It's in there nicely. I, I'll be honest, like I love, you know, the function of the Switch cartridges, but they're too small. They're like, I feel like it's I'm easy just to like, lose it. Your fans just. Yeah, or just, like, blah, just blow away. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice that they found a very small form factor mm -hmm. that works for that system. Yeah. And that we're not on some, like, again, the UMDs, no thank you. No. That's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the PSP also had like basically like a or the Vita had like a memory card yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't I don't love that. It's like a micro SD card. Yeah, that thing is it's like, too small. If you lose it, oh man, it's too you're small. never finding that again, yeah. like ever. Yeah. Uh, Duke were either of you at the 1990, 2015, or 2017 Nintendo World Championships? What were your thoughts, experiences, and involvements? I hope we haven't seen the last of NWC. I was at 2015 and 2017. Yeah, we were very involved yes. in those. I actually hosted the beginning of one of them. Like the pre-show. The pre-show. Right. Yeah. Of 2015, I think. Yep. Me and yeah. Eric Pearson. Yeah. Good yeah. times, Eric. So Good times. So 1990 is the classic one. Um, 2015 was at an E3. Yep. And that was the first one, you know, it's been 25 years. Yeah, and we then, brought back some of the people yeah, from 1990. That was fun. Yeah. And they were like special guests. Right. And it was really fun. Yeah. We have the shirts. I still wear that shirt. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then 2017 was like kind of like a made for TV kind yeah. of special. Yes. In New York, which was not associated with any big game release mm -hmm. or. It was just a standalone event. E3. It was just a standalone mm -hmm. event. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2015 was 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 really cool because it was again the first time it came back right. after a long time. There was, you know, there was a lot of nostalgia for the event. I think there was a lot of attention to like kind of bringing back some of the nostalgia from the event. So there was there were some games that they competed in that were like from the 1990s um, Nintendo World Championship. But the biggest surprise was the Mario Maker level. That was really cool. And that was built by two guys in the treehouse that were yeah. like best friends and. They basically got so good and so deep into building these Mario Maker levels. I mean, they were, it was just the most like fun thing to watch because it was so surprising and you just never knew what was going to happen. And I think that was the the, sh the show stealer yeah. um, that no one expected. Like you expect some classic game right. to be the star, but those Treehouse made levels that these two guys made was like, 
by far the the coolest thing that I think anyone and me included we have ever seen. It was awesome. Well, I think that was the big difference between 2015 and 2017 was you know Mario Maker wasn't really out yet. That's right. So it was. I think everybody associates the 1990 event with The Wizard, the movie, exactly, the movie. where he plays Mario three for the first time. Right. Right. And. There was an expectation of like, all right, we're, we're, there's going to be something people don't know that they haven't played yet to kind of even the playing field. Right. And that game was absolutely that. 2017, I don't remember really having that. And right. It, and it was more of a like all generations and there were some strange selections, I thought. I thought so too. I didn't yeah. love the 2017 event, I didn't to be either. quite honest. I, I think the 2015 event was, obviously the 1990 event was great, but... And I, I wasn't there, but, right. um, but uh, we, I watched a movie. Um, but the 2015 event was, I thought it was amazing. Like, it really did, like, check the boxes of yeah. what, what I think we wanted to accomplish. I mean, it had been 25 years, so there was enough nostalgia built up. Exactly. Two years later, though. It's kind of like. It kind of felt like. Yeah, unless you were going to be doing an annual thing. You, right. Like, you sort of set up a series. Then it would make sense. For 2017 to yeah, happen, or like something right. like 2017 to happen, but it, it wasn't that. So it just it felt kind of weird and like why? Yeah, why is it, this it didn't right really now? hit like the other one did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and also those events are a lot of work. So it's tough. you that really team. start to wonder like why are we doing this? Exactly. What are, What's the point of this? What is the objective? As we would so as often we, be as asked. As we would be asked. Yeah. <laughs> What's the What's ROI? The, What's the objective for this? <laughs> it was remained unclear to us. Yeah. Um. Cosmic Crab is a new person I haven't seen I a question from. I love the name. So welcome, Cosmic Crab. Hello, Kit and Krista. You recently mentioned how Nintendo has become more closed off to the public and that Nintendo Minute was one of the last places where the company had a social presence. Had you not left, do you think at some point in the future they would have shut down Nintendo Minute? Did you ever get the sense in the later years that Nintendo was concerned about the series? Hmm. Hmm. What do you have to say about that? Um... Nintendo Minute had been going for a pretty long time at that point. Um, I, I will say that I think in the in the two years before we left Nintendo, that's when I really started to feel the squeeze of it being more and more just closed off to new ideas and uh, more more and more like careful about putting people out there to represent Nintendo. I would say after Reggie left, there was a lot of resistance to like putting Doug out there. Yeah. Um, like even developers, they were like, no, no, we, we can't put these developers out there. We have to just focus on the game. So this resistance of like attaching a human to um, anything Nintendo related was, was strange and definitely started developing in those two years before I left. I felt like Nintendo Minute always got like a weird pass because we had established such great relationships with people and there was a lot of trust built in the show and, and, and I think in us. And we constantly, when we did we did Nintendo Minute episodes that were previews of games or games where we did feature developers, just like really good feedback of like, oh, you guys did such a good job. Like, thank you so much for like having the show available and showing the game in this way in a very like human normal yeah. way that's not like trailer that's been produced and, and scripted or whatever so i don't think they would have canceled it they might we might have had some discussions about how to evolve it um for like how people consume media um or content but 
I, I, I don't, I didn't get the sense that they're like looking to shut it down. I agree. I think, you know, there may have been a feeling of like the walls closing in because of guidelines. Like yeah. for example, like we used to always have ourselves in the thumbnails and at one point they were like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Right. Because it's like, it, it, it's not about you. It's about sure. the game. So I was like, yeah, that's right, fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> or there were a couple episodes where we did get in a little bit of trouble because it was like, oh, you're, you know, you weren't supposed to do this for the IP. This is breaking a guideline, but it was a guideline we didn't know about. Right. right. So it's like, well, now we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks Character for, brackets. Thanks for telling us like af- after the fact. Yeah. Right. So. But, you know, we, we didn't mention this before. It's like, I did start to get some weird comments from people of like, hey, you're, you're, you're climbing the corporate ladder and maybe your time is better spent on something else than this. Yeah, which that's true. I always thought was ridiculous because I was able to do, you know, my, quote, real job and that with no problems. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this gave me a unique perspective on, you know, what we were doing in social media. And frankly... Yeah gave me good credibility with our team to to not just be one of these managers who's just like, you know, totally out of touch. Out of touch of like, no, I'm I'm making a contribution myself and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, continuing You're understanding the like the people watching. I'm continuing too, to learn myself and I'm not just, you know, trapped in these ivory tower meetings putting down <laughs> these decrees. So asking what is the objective yeah, every so, day. <laughs> so I would have I, I I always thought those were ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, and, it was. and would not have would not have re- reacted positively if that had continued more forcefully. Uh, Link asks, what are your thoughts on data mines in comparison Ooh. to leaks? Very interesting. Yeah, well, data mines, huh? Well, well, I guess you could say they're both self-inflicted. I mean, a leak is, is you know, more of a mistake that happens, although there's sometimes people sure. can, can, you know, get one out of here. The data mine... Is very deliberate. We, you know, we started experiencing those, and we very quickly told the developers, like, stop doing this. People are getting at all of this information yeah. in the games. I mean, if you put it in the game, they're going to find it. But it still happens. Now, this is where I really wish I knew more about development, because there must be a reason. That the, you put it in? The message got through that, like, yeah. if you put it in, there's they're a gonna, big, They're going to There's a risk find it. that is almost 100% that people right. are going to find there if, if it's not announced content. But it keeps happening. Yeah. So, why? Why? Like, you have to weigh that then. Like, on the development side, there must be a reason that is enough of a good reason to outweigh the risk of it being mined. Right. So, maybe they just don't care. I don't know. Well, they definitely care. It it might (laughs) just be like, we have to do this. We just know the sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I don't, I don't feel bad when there's a data mine out there because it's like, this feels like it could have been prevented if you truly cared enough to That's keep true. this 100% yeah, under wraps. there's got to be a way. And, yeah. and I feel like, again, data mines are, are like, you know, it, if it's in the game and you have the ability to get it out, yeah. you have a certain skill set to do that. It's I do wish, they, they never did tell us like, oh, there's this update that has this hidden content that's probably going to get data mined. Yeah. They never told they us never that. Did. So it's it was always a, a surprise. It was always like, oh no, kind of moment. Yeah. But it's like, well, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so similar but different. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm not as, I, I don't get as mad about data mines. Because you're not the one getting in trouble. <laughs> That's true. That's, there's no way I could have mined it. Why did you? I do don't that? have this skill set. Why did so you do it? Why? It, it why? wasn't why? like it wasn't my people that did it. You know, <laughs> a leak is like whenever there's a leak, the first person they point at is you. our it's our team. I know. 
So it was like, oh, it's got to be somebody in the media. Oh, the media. It's got to be. It's it. got to be a creator yeah. that leaked it. And we're like, right. why would you think <laughs> and it never, that? It never was. It never yeah. is. It literally 100% is not. It never is, yeah. It's always Europe, actually. Oh. Um, oh. Ouch. So then, like, I always feel like leaks. And I'm like, oh, no, here comes. Yeah. They didn't mind. I'm like, oh, not my problem. <laughs> All right, anyways. Uh, I will you, read the next one. You read one. this next one, please. Okay, you can read the other long one. Yes. From uh, Paul Gill Network. Hi, Kit and Krista. One of the most beautiful things ooh, I've seen in gaming is the uh, Xbox Adaptive Controller. I've trained a lot of people over the years with many having certain physical limitations, cerebral palsy, multiple sclerosis, post-surgery woes, etc. And love seeing companies not forget about this market. Nintendo did wonders for many without fine motor control with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck, but Microsoft really went specific for the disabled demographic. During your time at Nintendo, do you recall how the company reacted to Xbox Adaptive Controller and or drew inspiration to put some R&D into their own comparable device? The more options for people, the better. Thanks. Agreed. So I think overall, Nintendo's been very late to the accessibility. Oh, yeah. I think Xbox does the best. Category. Does the best. They not only have this, but they have... Um, you know, hearing impaired, I mean, all of the different... PlayStation also, like their big first party games have it as well. Yeah, um, and it's like, the, sometimes it's the first screen you see. Too. Right, it's like, right. Choose your... So now, like know, there's whatever. some Nintendo games that have like, um, you know, different color options. Yeah, yeah. Where, But that seems to be it. Whereas mm -hmm. these other games have so much else. And one that I use all the time is um, the big, the biggest... I'll just choose the biggest subtitle option. I, I always I play... See. I always play with subtitles, and sometimes it's like even the normal ones. Like I was like, I don't, I don't and wear you glasses. Have good eyesight. And I was like, I can't really read this. I can't read anything. Yeah. I have like a, a big issue. Yeah. With that. So this is a really good trend, and like different different difficulty categories or being able to tweak the difficulty of certain things. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, and even like button mapping or controller yeah. mapping, like really specific controller mapping. Right. If you have a, if you have a limitation or right. you just want that feature, so, like. Let us I always wondered why that was. Like, is it is it cultural? I'm sure the treehouse is hammering on this point. Yeah, they do a lot. And I, I, I don't do know if lot. it's like, you know, yeah. it's like, is it worth the resources to put this in? Are people going to actually use this? I don't know, but I feel like they it need to. It never seemed like it was a priority for Nintendo, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like it, it feels like a priority for Xbox and for, Play priority. for PlayStation. But yeah. it's never, when we were there and we would like sort of bring up things like this it never did feel like, like eh. yeah it kind of got the brush off a little bit there even, was there was interest around this xbox controller though yeah and i think the reaction was like wow that's a big investment investment for you know an unknown you know how how big is is the the group that's going to want to use this we mm -hmm. don't know yeah so i think it was just like oh it was like wow Okay. Yeah. It was, and I never got I'll, the sense that they felt compelled to do it. Right. It was sort of like a, wow, why? Yeah. Like, why would you? Right. Which is kind of disappointing, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe put take the dollar signs out of the eyes for right. a second and right. think about the, you know, the community that wants to enjoy these. <clears throat> if your company motto is to put smiles on faces. Right. I mean, right. like, hello. Yeah. 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 So I, I never, I did kind of. It was a disappointment sometimes with, with these kinds of things. And yeah, exactly. Like there was uh, interest, but interest in, in the sense that like, why would they make this? Yeah. 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 So, you know, as these things go, I, I hope that eventually there will be some sort of a breakthrough where it becomes yeah. a more standardized thing. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, you know, 
here's the bare minimum we're going to do for every game. And, you know, there may be some games where we really go above and beyond. Right, right. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, they, they may never get as far as um, Sony or, or Xbox, but mm-hmm. there's a At long, there's a long way they can go. Yeah. yeah. At least try. Yeah. yeah. All right. Popple. Popple. Has the next question. Scenario. Ooh. An acquaintance of yours wants to change up their life and Whoa. start playing video games. Oh, change their life. Okay. Yes. They've never played any game ever before, and they also have never seen anyone play any other game, so they're truly wow. starting from ground zero. On second thought, maybe they're an alien and not an acquaintance. Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Question. What three to five video games do you suggest for this person to start out with? The ultimate goal is for them to branch out from your initial suggestions and for video games to be a passion for the rest oh, of their life. Oh, wow. In this scenario, you can assume that you have easy access to every console system game ever created to choose from. To me, this seems distinct from what are the five best games of all time, as those may not necessarily be the ones a brand new gamer should right. play. But you can answer however you want. Very interesting question. This is question. a great question. I love this question. So aliens land on Earth and they want to get into games. Yeah, yeah. What are the five games you, you I give them? I feel like... You need to have some sort of progression of difficulty and complexity. I was going to say the difficulty is going to be a big issue. Yeah. Like, you you can't start them the way we started with, like, Super Mario Brothers. Because I think that's too hard. And, like, probably as, as good as those games are, it might be a turnoff for somebody yeah. that has never I, touched a video game before. Or I think even... Like the transition, a transition from 2D to 3D. It's hard. It's hard it's for hard. me. Yeah. So I think like I would want there to be some sort of a 2D game before you get into the world of 3D. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're being exposed to different things, but you're, you're also having the ability to acclimate. Yeah. So the game maybe that I would start with, and this is not even a game that I love that much, but I feel like is a very good entry point. Is Tetris. I was going to say that would be the first game. Really? Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. And we both don't really like Tetris or, that much. Or should it be like a phone game where it's like there's no buttons, there's no controller. It's just like literally like do, 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 do. Yeah. To, to, Candy Crush. To again just be like, all right, don't worry about this controller. Yeah. This, is, this is as intuitive as it gets. That's true. And then the next thing is Tetris. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be something like that yeah. where... Like, I can't even think of a mobile game that is, like, popular right now that yeah. would, would fit that bill. Like, yeah, it would be, like, in the Bejeweled. That's, like, such an old right, game. But, right, like, Candy Crush Bejeweled kind of. Mobile Tetris? No. All right, we're just going to normal Tetris. Let's go normal Tetris. Yeah, start with normal Tetris. you don't want them to be, like, this is a crappy yeah, mobile game. because I don't that... actually don't like Tetris on a phone. That's harder, I think. It's actually harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, you know, flip and... All right. Yeah, we're, min- we're, minimal we're, buttons. We're okay. ripping off the Band-Aid. We're going right okay, through a controller. Tetris. That's Tetris our first game. One. And then the second game, like, oh, they love Tetris. They, they yes, totally understand they the buttons. Right. They understand the value of, you know, entertainment of video games. Okay, that's good. So the next game, what would that look like? Would you stick in 2D? I, I think maybe you stick in I do, 2D. So you just said not a, not a 2D Mario game. I think that's a pretty good next step, though. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. does. I wouldn't start them on a 2D Mario game, though. So what is what I said? Well, what would you do? We, we oh, you mean it's the next game. I see. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like... One of the, you know, NSO version where you can rewind to limit the frustration. Oh, and then save points. Or maybe like, uh, again, people don't love these. A new Super Mario Bros. game that has multiplayer so you can help somebody. Like, let me carry you through this area. Uh, you can watch me. Okay. And we can do it together. Okay. Some, some 
2D Mario game. Yeah, I think a more a more modern one is good. Okay. Like I wouldn't go like any one before Super Mario World. Super Mario World's pretty hard actually. So not that. Maybe like New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Okay. Would be a good entry point. All right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That one's not bad. Yeah. The bubble. Oh yeah, yeah. The bubble the su- is good. Super guide? The super guide? Yeah, the super guide. Yeah. Luigi will help you. Yeah. Okay. Okay, after that. I think we're ready for 3D. We're ready to expand. I think we're ready for 3D. Yeah. At this point. I think a Mario Kart. I think Mario Kart 8 could be Mario good. Mario Kart 8 could be good. Because you are going into three dimensions, but yeah. it is something that people are, well, if you're an alien, maybe not, but a lot of people are familiar with driving. Sure. So it's like, all right, I'm doing something that I know, right. but I'm adding like gamey twists on it. Where and I'm racing, the, I have these um, items. The baby mode. Yes, where it can drive itself, yeah. and you can you can ease yourself into it that way. Yeah, and you have the you can do the actual steering motion. That's not helping. <laughs> We're not but doing if you that. You do that with baby mode. It's, it's Whee! Actually okay. <laughs> I was thinking either that, or do you give them like a life sim kind of game, like Animal Crossing? Ah, okay. Where it's like again, like these maybe not alien, but these are things that you might know. Like you know how to you know what a vegetable looks like, okay. and you know, like a fishing. All right, I'll, yeah. It's a little different. Okay, so that I think that's good. I still like Mario Kart. Okay. Ultimately, I want them. I want this the last one to be like, like an some RPG. sort. There's some sort of an open world game. Yeah, where it's like, all right, we're putting it all together here. Yeah, you have freedom, yeah. but you need some complex movements, some I complex think Animal controls. Crossing is good for that. I think I need a game to work from Mario Kart to that, but I don't know exactly what it should be. Yeah, you can't give them Breath of the Wild right now. No, that could be the last game. No. Like yeah, a, a I guess I'm game? missing. I'm missing one game. A game in between. Um, like you need like a, like a 3D platformer. Okay. I think would be good. Not like a, not Super Mario 64 because that like, game's like too Like a Mario hard. 3D World, maybe. Like a 3D World is okay. not bad. Yeah. Sure. I would. I would love to expose this person to like. Other art styles besides yeah. Mario, though. Yeah. That would be Well, nice. then feel free to choose something else. Okay. Feel free. Like, oh, man, like, it would be cool for them to, like, experience, like, a Final Fantasy or... Okay. But that's hard. That's yeah. a really hard game. Like, that's a hard one to get into. Or even, like, a Diablo. Mm. Point and Click is not bad. Okay. Actually. Yeah. Um, so that might be okay. All right. Yeah, but like the final game, I agree, should be like sort of some sort of open world game where you're like left to your, not like Elden Ring or right. anything like no, that. No, nothing but, crazy. Yeah, but some, Hard. something that you could, you have choices and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is a good question. I like yeah. this question. In the comments, tell us what game we're missing because it's definitely yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Slowbro. It's another long one. Buckle up. Hi, Kit and Krista. I was just catching up on some podcasts that I missed, and you guys were recently heaping some well-deserved praise onto Retro Studios ah. for their work with Metroid and Donkey Kong. That got me thinking about rare, Rareware, as Retro in many ways feels like a reincarnation of Rare to me. We all know that modern Rare isn't what it used to be, which is just the natural way of things, but with projects from Platonic and Chameleon Games falling short of expectations despite having X-Rare devs leading the way... I've realized how important OG Rare's group dynamic really was. To be clear, Ukulele and Tamarin were not bad games, but to me they just lacked the magic of Heyday Rare. With Retro approaching close to a decade since their last release, and 15 years since Corruption, they've probably had some pretty significant personnel changes. 
Do you have any concern that they may be past their prime, capital P prime? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That's a good one. At this point. Or is fresh talent just what they need to revitalize the series after this long hiatus? While I mostly have faith that they will knock the next 3D Metroid out of the park, sometimes I can't help but wonder how this will play out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've certainly thought this. Yeah, me too, of course. I mean, it's it's been so long. Um, it's definitely, I'm sure you're, you're right that there's been, you know, personnel changes yeah. or even like changes to the original concept and all that stuff. To be fair, though... This happens to every team exactly. and every company. There's, mm-hmm. you know, people come, people go, there's change. Yeah. Um, you know, even, you know, in the original, from, you know, from Prime 1 to Prime 3, I'm sure there was significant yeah. change I that happened. What Rare does, you know, and all these Nintendo studios have going for is they're always matched up with somebody in Japan yeah. who has that institutional experience I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's like... They're not flying solo here. Right. They're really, they really are controlled tightly by um, the development team in Japan. Yeah. So it's for better or worse. You know, I'm sure there is a lengthy process in which they get ideas through and, and when portions of the developed game gets approved. So it, it's not like they're just like left to their own devices for like six years and they're like, oh, here you go. Here's the next prime, you know. So I, I you know, and, and I think... Um, a lot of that institutional knowledge is still at, you know, um, in Japan. So they're probably fine. Yeah. So, you know, Mr. Tanabe's worked very closely right. on, with Retro on all of their, yes. or most of their previous projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whether it's him or, or somebody else, like he will be really making sure that, you know, there's not a dip in quality or that they're, you know, going down some weird path that is not going to work. Um, yeah. So... That that makes me feel very confident. Yeah, in, exactly. You know, that the final output's going to be good. And, exactly. Uh, we'll we'll meet their standard. Yeah. Whether it takes ten years or not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like how long is it going to take? Yeah. Uh, last question is from Sneezkov. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Kit and Chris. I was wondering, did you ever come across any not for sale promo DVDs at Nintendo while you worked there? If yes, could you tell us their main purposes and how you distributed them? Thanks. And there's an image here for folks watching on video. Uh, these are from Japan. Yeah. These are sort of promotional DVDs. And I've seen some people talking about these as kind of an interesting collectible. Yeah. Where I understand in Japan, these go out to stores and they'll right. like loop they'll them loop on TVs. The TVs, yeah. And it's basically playing like trailers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really have an equivalent to this. Yeah, they, they had a different way of distributing like promotional material to retailers at, in, in the U.S. Um, where I don't think they needed a DVD. <laughs> I think they just like gave them the files and they just like did, it, did their yeah. own thing. Like it's more digital. Um, but yes, exactly. These were just like uh, like commercials and, and trailers and things like that. I do remember very early on, maybe you remember this too, there were occasionally DVDs that were like, hey, I'm so-and-so from the Treehouse, and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about this game. Dan Olsen on the videotape? We have that. Well, the, 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 this was during us working at oh, Nintendo, really? Like, like really early on though. Oh, and I do. Re- it was like it was supposed to accompany like a review copy of the game. I think right? it was sometimes for employees. Some it was like multi-purpose kind of thing. Okay. It was like for people who couldn't see it in person. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, that was like we used to do that when we weren't able to bring like media 
to a demo, right. they would have the treehouse like film a little like primer video for them. Yeah, but it was not meant to be played in a store or any right. kind of public place. Exactly. It's like So I don't think they were produced in large quantities. Numbers. Yeah. And it it's was like if you're doing like twenty five preview mailings. Yeah. It was game. it was before the time where it was easy to just have a file on your computer. Yeah. Too. Send a file some way. So, right. I mean, it's funny that they're well, still we to, they're still doing these on TV. We used to do like physical, a lot of physical I mean, I guess, mailers. I guess remember? you could fax it to the retailer. That's you one. Can that's one way you to get it fax over. A, yeah. You can fax like a like a Morse code. Yeah. Hey, here's promotional a here's video. a thirty gig trailer through a fax machine. Hope you've got the next twenty years open. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, like the old school modem sound. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's a, that is an interesting collectible, but no, I, I don't think we really had a great Any equivalent, equivalent yeah. to that. Yeah, that's so funny that people collect these. I guess they're kind of interesting. Somebody was asking me, again, somebody who was taking note of the unboxings we were doing. Like, oh, did you ever keep your press kits? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I didn't keep those. I threw those away. We had so many of yeah. them. We used and, to do so many physical and they press just seemed, kits. And they just seemed very mundane to us, too. I mean, well, some, some of them, some of them really were really cool. Some of them were great, but yeah. a, a lot of times it was just like, hey, here's a letter. And, and then a lot of them, little a, lot of, a lot of media were like, can you stop sending us press kits? Because yeah. it's like, too much junk. It's like environmentally unfriendly. <laughs> and just send me the game. Like, I don't I don't need this other crap. Crumpy. See, I know it's a particular someone that really didn't like these. You know who you are. Who okay. didn't like you? Who didn't like those? Oh, who didn't he like me? me. Are you sure? It's not my No, I, I'm very sure that oh. this person likes me. Like those Pokemon. Please get snapped into oblivion. Oh, no. All right. All right. Graduation Here services. Now, like we said, we do have a couple. We're recording this on Monday. Yes. If you were, uh, if you're a superstar. If you were a later addition to our superstar tier, uh, we'll be ready next week. Yes. We need, to, we need to get with you, though, because you got to send yeah, us. Yeah, we need, we need some stuff. We need, we need, we need your, yeah. your photos yes. or your whatever you want us to put on here. So we'll, we'll be in touch. Right. Um, but for now, we're going to do this uh, one-up club member graduation ceremony. And then, yes, yeah, superstars will get your own expanded shout-out, yeah. uh, which would be very exciting. I'm starting Please. right now. Here yes. we go. A. Ron Burgundy. Aaron Hash. Adam Edwards. Jean Millard. Ale Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Andre NYH. Angela Bycroft. Bagel. Ben Eichhorn. Bettina Tsang. Brad SF56. Candace Roper. Christopher Lay. Cozy Tar. Captain Alex. Daniel Valencia. Doxon. Doodoo Face. Douglas Chomix. Ducatista. Dino Punch. Eigenverse. Elite Peach. Esparts 50. Ezrato. Furbound. Gar. Garrett Holfish. Handsome Warrior. Ian Shea. Izzy. Or Israel or Izzy. Jay Rando. Jackie Z. Jason E. JK99. JBJ. Jeff Yoakum. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerley. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Jess Cantro. Kai Comercio. Kawa 2796. Kevin. Kevin Delane. Kitarati Dance With Me. K Madman TV. Kyle Kretzer. Kyle LaBouf. Kyler Nelson. Linnell Stickman. Lego My Frogo. Link. Lit. Luca Mania. Lucas Pico. Luis. Malferink. Mamu. Marcella. Marky Man 64. Maru Mayhem. Matthew Rewald. Megan. Michael Cravens. Michael Mazer. Mike Chin. Mikey. Murph. My Tran. Nazar. Oh, Nazar. Nodnard. Panda Buns. Parker Anderson. Patreon User. Paul Gale Network. Piano Psychopath. PSWE. Raver. Rad State of Mind. Rain Tech. Rain Tech's. Rain Tech. I'm going to do jazz hands. Rain Tech. 
Good. Until we know what we can put in here. Okay. Rach Haron. Yuji Utsuho Oku. RJ Kern. Ro- uh, rocks. Rob Osborne. Do not skip Rob Osborne. Oh, RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Ray Ashkey. Woohoo! Ryan Hayes 521. Ryan Netta. Sam Nealon. Uh, Rob Safazon. Sorry. Shinryu. Slowbro. Schmiggles. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citron. Uh, switching it up underscore. The Shark Among Men. Thomas Alvarez. Troopage. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tyler Geis. Ultimate Flapjack. VGM Life. Video Game Stupid. Beautiful Dandy. Virtual Bot. Wicked Davy. Will Ernst. Zudaverf. Zen! We're missing some superstars. We did hear from Kitarati Dance With Me, who was not interested in changing their name. I'm not asking Kitarati Dance With Me to change your name. I'm asking anyone else on this list, please. Dirty tactics. To change, maybe a superstar will change. Maybe their people name. just aren't that interested. Oh no. <laughs> okay. They're yeah. not gonna come to the PAX panel. Wait until at the PAX panel, everybody's got like a Kitarati sign. <laughs> How are you gonna feel then? <laughs> smelling salts. I need the smelling salts. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to our wonderful Patreon subscribers. And also, if you're new, welcome. Um, yeah. Welcome, welcome. We love you. Thank you so much for supporting us and keeping this show going. Um, it is patreon.com slash Kit and Krista if you want to join. New tiers. Lots of fun. Lots of cool stuff. Um, don't forget also to follow us on social. We are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It's at uh, Kit and Krista. And don't forget to give this podcast a thumbs up. Subscribe, click that notification bell, do the thing. Leave, leave a, comment. a comment. We read all the comments. We we're in the com- we're deep in the comments. Oh, so deep. I am at so least. Deep I don't know about in you. The comments. You're I'm take, there you're taking too. A nap. I'm not. <laughs> Reading every single one of these comments. I read all you see, all the things you say oh, about no. us. Okay? All right. I'm gonna wrap it up. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.